What do you call the other version of diabetes? The other version of diabetes. Oh, as there's diabetes type two. Diabetes. Yeah, there's type two diabetes, but what what about type one? Is it type one? Is that all it is? I'm yeah, pretty sure it's type one. I just never heard of anyone saying, "Yeah, I have type one diabetes." That's true. I've never met anybody with it's type. Everyone I've met is type two. I wonder what type one is. Like type mm-hmm. one is like the type one's like so not severe. You don't even need to go to the doctor's. Maybe that. it's like, or maybe it's the most severe, but like only one person has it. That's why it's yeah, type may- one. Well, no, maybe he's like the one that got it right. I have type one diabetes. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Fuck. good job, nice yeah. man. Yeah. He's, got, like, he's got like superpowers or something, you know? <laughs> like a Kira or something like that. You he's know how like, the kids are all <laughs> fucked up, but then a Kira's like, oh, I'm a god. Dude. Yeah. Like, no, it's like two boxers, right? And this guy's just been competing his whole life, and now he's about to like win this championship, and like he gets this like. He, like, hits the guy right in the ribs, breaks four of them, you know? Yeah, the, and yeah. then, like, all of a sudden, they just start reconstructing in front of his eyes. He's like, wait, no! No! They're broken! Those ribs are broken! He's like, I've got type one, baby! And he's just... Yeah, type one. Type shit. one? Oh, God! <laughs> type one diabetes. Because I've never met one person. It's like a PED, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool. So, uh, KJ... K... K... K uh, Kirby... Uh, welcome! We have a guest! Our eighth episode, Kirby James Bond... Alex Payne. Ooh, yeah. Let's edit some applause in there. That'd be cool. A little bit of clapping. I wonder if I can do that. Oh, no, you could do yeah, that. I easy, could do bro. That. No, I'm good. I'm good. Easy, bro. So, Alex, welcome. This is a. Uh... We're excited to have you. Thanks, man. Yeah, super happy about all this. I get that vibe. I catch. I catch on pretty quick. So, <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, how's your week been? Honestly, it's been fucking slow. Oh, really? It's been real slow. I had class. Dude. That's about it. So, you remember that anime that I was talking about last time? The, like, similar to Evangelion one? Oh, yeah, the one yeah, with, yeah. like, the... With, like, the weird sexual innuendos and the robots. Who wanna and fuck. The... Yeah, 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 exactly. But they don't know about fucking, so they're like, what is this feeling? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that that show finally wrapped up and ended. And I gotta How say... How many episodes was it? Tw- only 24. Did they figure mm-hmm. it out at the end? Well... <laughs> like how to... Because yeah. <laughs> so 24 turns into <laughs> so a hentai. Just a yeah, hentai. Yeah, they go from an anime to a hentai real quick. That'd be cool. Now, Is it hentai if they're just robots? It's just machines. It's like plugging it, taking it in and out of the outlet, you know? I mean, hentai doesn't is not exclusive to human... I'll Dude, tell you that right speaking now. Of no, which, that's, that's what I I've mean, seen more squid. organic. More squid than... Yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. It is more organic. But no, they, they have robot stuff. Talking about robot stuff. Yeah, the teenage robot. There's some good stuff online for that. Fuck, yeah, there is. Rule 34 is amazing. But uh, funny enough that you bring up... Is there any, like... Because, you know, most animation that includes sexuality has to be organic. There is a fucking awesome movie coming out on Netflix, or series of movies coming out on Netflix called... Uh, Love, uh, or what was it? Love, Death, and Robots. And it's just what? like, it's David Fincher is the leading helm of it. Okay. So it's like, okay. And it's pretty much just like animated from a bunch of different people. And the trailer looks absolutely fucking nuts. But it's like a bunch of different, like, it's kind of like the Animatrix. Where it's just like oh, okay. a bunch of like secluded stories that take place in this Ooh, universe. Cool. But for this one, it's like love, death, and robots. So it's kind of like etchy styled animation. Some of it is like 3D CGI though. So it's, you know, it kind of goes all it's over all the place. It's all over the place. Edgy. That's cool. Etchy. You know what etchy is? I, I don't. 
It's like it's like the halfway run from anime to hentai without ever fully getting the hentai. Yeah. So Edgy was what that robot show was. Etchy is it, that it, it pretty like, much. No, yeah, it's more like Bulma. That. Bulma yeah. is like the the epicenter of that etchy vibe. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, where it's like the kid pats the vagina, but he doesn't know what it is. Dude, that's a classic scene <laughs> in Dragon Ball, though. When he touches Bulma, and but he doesn't know what it is. She's just passed out. He's like, huh? <laughs> Squishy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You don't remember that? It's in the original Dragon Ball. Yeah. Come on, man. I don't watch Dragon Ball. What? Well, that's fair. That was a. Uh, I liked. Uh, what was what was that? Um, Digimon. Digimon. Yeah. Digimon oh, I watched really a lot of Digimon. I watched the movie. Too. The movie was series. Great. The series was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, Terrier Mods, Bunny with the Shingen's I was hands. never really into Digimon for some reason. Okay, but you love like, Summer Wars, so like, what the fuck no, are you exactly. saying? I you watched the movie Summer Wars. I watched the Summer Wars, and you loved. Well, I just like, Summer Wars. Wars like, Summer Wars. I like Pokemon, but I hate Pikachu. <laughs> fucking. Well, no, whoa. Okay, hold I, the I, fucking. Fuck. I think it's like a, that's a classic power struggle between Pokemon and Digimon. You can kind of like the other, but you you. I wasn't even a fan. I wasn't a fanboy of either. I honestly enjoy both. I wasn't a fanboy of either. I didn't like them. I enjoy them, but it's like I, I didn't grow up around them. Yeah, Digimon was my life for the a long time. The cards confused me. I love Digimon, dude. I, I think I think any Digimon could take on any Pokemon in uh, in a heartbeat. Digimon. The Digimons have some pretty Digimon. badass like physical appearances, let alone and like, guns. So, they have guns. Uh, yeah, like I said, Terrymon. He's, he's a bunny, and his hands are machine guns. Right. It's like a lot of the monsters are part like. Monster and part like machine. Like, isn't okay. one of them's like a T Rex, but like the jaws like iron? You know yeah. what I mean? Because because they're digital monsters. Oh right, so yeah. so yeah. people can just like it's got that robotic. Could you upload tits on your Digimon? No, you well, don't. No, you, you don't, don't make your own. They're, they're, already, they're, they're a natural. They're a like, natural digital thing. Yeah, they like they like. Um, that's that's how they come to be. Is kind of. Through. This is the worst explanation for these it, creatures. Okay, ever. imagine no, if like Pokemon in real life. No one's like. Okay, so no one's like, like making. Are they like? Where are they sourced from? Is there some AI that's just like I? Cr- I created. A oh yeah, digital it's uh, the or... digital world. So digital god created them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. get into that. Yeah, yeah, gods. Yeah, yeah. There you go, man. Okay. Gods are cool. Gods are cool. Gods yeah, are cool. But well, it's digital god though. Yeah, it's digital. Digital god. gods. Yeah, yeah, digital yeah. gods are cool. Yeah. Digital gods. So are what cool. we accidentally created, kind of in a way. So we made an AI, but then this AI, instead of like being like, oh, I'm just gonna take over the world, is like, I'm gonna make an alternate form of Pokemon's. But this one has guns and metal jaws. No, we just made the internet, and then this world was born, and we never knew about it. Oh, kind of like Oz from Summer Wars. It's exactly. Yeah. It feels like, like that, Digimon dude. is copying Summer Wars. Actually, Summer Wars copied Digimon. I don't know about that. Yeah, it hardcore. Bro, no, it hardcore does. Nah, yeah, know. that's why I love. They have Summer the same Wars. director. Yeah, yeah. Summer Wars it's clearly seems like a hundred percent like a remake of the first. Well, film. let's be honest. Both of them copied Sword Art Online, right? So yeah, yeah. Where did Dark Souls come into the picture? Though? <laughs> well, you know, it's just a rip off of all of them. Mm. Fuck Dark Souls, dude. That game sucks. It's so bad. Yeah, it's terrible. So, wait, so, okay, uh, okay, so we made the internet, 
And it just unlocked this like secret world. And we, well, we I gotta be honest, I haven't it. seen this show since I was like six. Yeah. But I don't think it goes that deeply into how the world becomes as much as it does of just like this is the world. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's like I feel like Pokemon did that same shit. You know, if we actually tried to decide, like, all right, how did this all start though? Yeah, where did Pokemon come from? Nobody really knows, right? Is you guys have a show? natural ecosystem. You guys have literally like breathing like just animals that are just normal and trees and all this shit and then there's a fucking Pikachu where did this shit where did this aberration but I think that is I think that is normal in their world I think that's the whole point it's like oh it's just you know oh yeah so you just make them fight we call them Pokemon you know they're really dangerous animals that's what we how do they distinguish the Pokemon from like just animals like nobody's out there catching deers with their Pokeballs I don't think they have deers though have you ever seen like just a normal bird so then like what are they eating what are they eating Pokemon they eat the That's Pokemon? Fuck. What do you think the kids fucked. are sent out there to do when they're catching them? They're not all, you know, trainers. You know, that'd be great. That would be great to see, like, a Pokemon Someone's story. Like he's like a Pokemon wheel. farmer. He's just fucking, like, he's out like there. He's like a butcher. Yeah. yeah. It's like a really fucked up You want some Weedle? Cheap. I wonder if you're going to uh, touch up on that on the uh, Detective Pikachu movie. Like, uh, Ooh, maybe, yeah, because it's outside the realm of the, the, the fighting world, right? It seems very much like, uh, like okay, this is going to be more ingrained with the society that we know, it's, so... It's a terrible world. It is. It's, it's a, a terrible world. world. <laughs> like a, Where a mother just, a single mother, for one, just gets fed up with her 10-year-old child. Tells him to fucking And leave. tells him to fucking leave. And the only thing she makes sure he does is grab some underwear. She doesn't give him a cell phone. Doesn't give him her phone. Doesn't even give him a bike. You gotta go get that shit yourself, man. You gotta go get that bike from Misty, because she fucked up and stole it. Um, What a terrible mother. Yeah. I mean, if if you really think about it, and she sends him off with this guy who's... The professor's not his real uncle, right? That's not his real... I think they're, like, estranged lovers. No, but the the professor... (laughs) Or I'm thinking of a different generation. Just making accusations. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she sends him off with some strange old man. I mean, th- that was the thing, though. Like, a lot of the old school stories that came out in, like, the 90s, like, usually featuring an anime theme, if the kid is off on an adventure, but he's, like, 12 or 13, the parents get brought up maybe for a whole minute, <laughs> and then they just disappear I mean, I don't know. the face they, of the earth. Did you know what I noticed? Sora never came back for dinner. In Kingdom Hearts 1, when he leaves the house. Let's no, talk really? about Kingdom no, Hearts. No, we're done. We're done. No, we already but did that. For like, you already did that? that? For like 35 minutes, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk mad shit about that. But, but uh, yeah, mother was like, Sora, coming down for dinner? He's like, he went off to the island. He's going like, to be gone for shit, the bro. rest of your life, lady. No dinner for Sora. So Ash also just leaves with an extra pair of underwear. Does he ever meet, see his mother again? I think he, Maybe. <laughs> it's the thing is though is it's not a relevant part to the story of course you know like no, they don't build on it, the fact that he's like lonely without his well, mom I mean, or something it's just all about like oh I gotta fucking beat these other trainers cause they're like fucking Team Digi- Rocket and shit and so that's why Digimon was a better series oh well, yeah it made sense they were in that world for all that time separate from the families uh-huh. but when they came back it was in the same moment yeah right. so when like Digimon was like they actually brought up that whole like social relationship yeah you saw it in the movie I mean, I saw it in the movie, but like, did, like, does the series kind of like prolong that effect almost? Or um, they touch on it a lot. 
I have no idea. I haven't seen it. Let's, let's all just rewatch Digimon. Dude, no. I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm fully ready to do I'm that. I'm down. I'll even go through. We can do a like the, a the generation where the Digimon and humans get combined. Um, <laughs> what? What? That's crazy. What? You combine a human and a they gain the ability to like morph or fuse with their Digimon and become. Like just Digi-man. a Digi-man. <laughs> or That's boy, sexist. Digi-boys and women. Well, Digi-girls. Is it though? Because we're man. You're That's right? true. You're, you're right. Uh, it's like it goes both ways, man. I know that like they'll, they'll, they'll find a reason to yell about that. I mean, speaking of yelling about that, like <laughs> I notice that like all the older shows that I've been watching lately, they get away with way more offensive slash sexual content oh, in yeah. like everything. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm like, you know, everyone thinks it's like, oh, we're so modern. You can, like, get away with anything on TV now. It's like, dude, fucking, did you watch 20 years ago? You can literally get away with anything I like on TV. I you can get away with anything on TV now. Yeah, no, no I know. I mean, well, look, they're, they're attacking me Seinfeld now. I'm like, dude, you're going Why back. are they attacking Seinfeld? Like, that show's been over for, like, 10 years. What? Why did they attack Seinfeld? What happened? Um, they're saying it's very racially insensitive. I'm like, it's it's four Jews in a oh coffee shop. God. Leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking fine. They're like fucking fine. The Fourth Reich. Such a great show. Shit. That show is classic. I didn't know that people yeah, were striking show. at Seinfeld, especially for yeah. the fact of just how irrelevant it would be to just strike anything that was 15 years old. Like, what, what's the uh, how you do it, guys, or whatever, or what? 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 The or any piece people of react. Mean. People react uh, videos on YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Just people react videos. Yeah, reaction they, videos. They did a whole thing on it. And then, like, kind of pushing the viewers to be like, do you think this is okay? Do you think it's okay that he talked about a Native American? Oh, my like, God. Jesus That's kind of what it was. And I was just like, why are you guys... Like, they're, like, forcing... They're, they Jerry's going to be fine. He's yeah. rich. The show's over. What are you doing? Like, they want to push take it off. Dude, did you guys hear what the UN is doing? You what? guys heard What's about that UN with anime? Doing? What? So the UN proposed a bill to ban... Like, any type of content, and not just hentai, but anything to do with, like, underage, like, <clears throat> drawing cartoons. Like, you know how, like, sometimes they have, like, lolly girls that, like, are, like, mm-hmm. 100 years old, but they look 14? Mm-hmm. They would be, like, banned I'm if the bill passes. Yeah. But it's, like, not even just hentai, even just, anime. like, anime shows or anything. If they have That's, underage... That goes to a certain barrier, but I can understand where the sentiment comes from. Because at the same time, it's like it's like this. Like you have the, the like, I mean, we can't like I really... think Sailor Moon would be one of the ones that would be banned. Right. Yeah. Cut it all out. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like they're like when you look at the extremes of it, the fucking otaku's of Japan that just hold themselves up in their fucking households until they die alone, and then someone recognizes a smell a year down. Then it's like okay. These kind of issues get kind of bad because now you just got secret pedophiles that just have like every little bit of great stuff that's yeah, kind of like is... endorsed by a show that you can just watch on TV. It's not like it's not like you went to go and find it in some dark secluded corner. It's like no, it's just playing on your TV and these people who work and get paid to animate this and write this, they're just making bucks off the fact that you enjoy this kind of content. Well, which is the fucked up media. But at the same time, this kind of happens all over the place with anime. It's happening on YouTube right now, too. Any underage stuff is being demonetized. 
like with just underage kids because pedophiles can get on there and view it and they don't want to incentivize, uh, I guess, adults to put their kids. Mm. Yeah, man, it's just there. such like a weird thing. It's such a gray matter to like try to like censor the internet just because there's so the much thing shit is, dude, is like I would place. rather like the internet is a fucked up place in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's but the it's asshole like, of the world. I feel like it just needs to not be censored <laughs> well, because the glory hole of well, the world. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with that point actually a lot. I think you should uh, just let it be as fucked up as it is and yeah. track the people doing that shit. Exactly. Track the people guess what? or now you have a way to find them. Yeah, IP address. Now these guys know I'm like, okay, I gotta be a little more careful. Private browser, you know? Honestly, <laughs> yeah. as soon as like we find like a hard counter to a VPN, at that point is where you're just like, okay, we're pretty we're pretty good. I mean, it I feel tracking. like it's a lot easier to catch these guys than we lead on. I think it's it's harder I think it's harder to charge them than it is to catch them. Mm. Like it's easy to know who these guys are. They well but like is there anything are, illegal but... about watching like Exactly. Anti, you know what I mean? It's just like it. you're just a weirdo. I mean mm. it's not like Yeah, that's true. Mm. Unless if you were to specifically like look up like like lolly hentai, in which case I say you're probably on some specific watch list. <laughs> no, I, think, I mean yeah, I think you're like on I a think watch, we're all list, on watch list. I mean yeah, well, everyone's on a watch list. Yeah, I'm on a watch list. Bro. Have you seen my browser? I've seen your browser, man. I'm definitely on a watch list, dude. That reminds me. The other day I went out for uh, sushi and I brought my laptop because I was doing some work on it while I was waiting, mm-hmm. and I ended up leaving it behind. As I left the restaurant, I was like, oh, shit. So I turned right around. I went back, and I was like, dude, I forgot my laptop here. And they're like, what? How did you forget a laptop, dude? And I'm like, dude, I don't know, but I left it here. And they're like, they're like, yeah, yeah, we got it in the back. And, <laughs> and like, the guy brings it out. He brings it out, and he's like, dude, I checked your browser history. What the fuck? And I was like, dude, why would you do that? And he's like, he's like, gives me the fucking laptop, just shaking his head like... He looked up your browser history. Oh, dude, that guy is fucking hilarious. Yo, I would have done it too. Though. It was just oh, some oh, random waiter. Oh man, you, you, if you like, got, if you you were at work and someone left their laptop there, you wouldn't like be like, I wonder what this guy's fucking checking out right now. <laughs> well, because it's just like you really have to browse because it's like links, 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 like useless yeah. shit, and then one or two little no, links. No, I, I don't. I don't like, think he actually no, did it. You, I you think control he's just like, F, and then you just type in like Pornhub. No, you can just type in porn and then just see what they all are. XNXX. XNXX. Fuck. Uh, 18. Uh, <laughs> not 18. <laughs> 18 plus, minus 18. <laughs> plus or minus? It's just like. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of role play? Question <laughs> mark? At first. I know, like, I know you, 18, you said but... role play, but I just heard rural play. <laughs> <laughs> rural play. <laughs> I want only city folk. That's it. Yeah, just mm, rural. That's uh, freaking nice. Funny. Open plain prairie. Mm mm mm. Uh uh uh. So you saw a movie that you wanted to talk to me about? Well, not not if you haven't seen it. I mean, uh, oh. Mr. Glass, but uh, it was it it was good. I feel like it ended abruptly, but. I feel like with M. Night Shyamalan, it was just kind of one of those situations where he was probably super happy about the fact that he was able to, like, just conjoin these three. Yeah. It, it was, or the two I, I had my gripes with it, but, like, um, I, it was a good movie. Um, I just, i pretty confident it's the end of it. Okay. Yeah, Do you I think it was going to be I another one? It. I can't see it going anywhere else. Right. Uh. Just Well, just because, even if they wanted to, just with how the film panned out, 
It's just kind of he's a hit and miss director. I mean, either his yeah. his stuff is great. I like, think I think he had his time. I yeah. think he had a specific time, and like now it's just kind of gone to this point where uh, I don't know. Like it doesn't it doesn't feel like he matches up with everything that's happening as of now. Like there's far better films that are just much more worthwhile to watch. Mm-hmm. Even if they're like lackluster, I'll still watch a lackluster film. Right. I'd say Velvet Buzzsaw was kind of lackluster, but at the same time, it was fun. Uh, Dan Gilroy, I think his first name was. He was the he guy, uh, the guy who uh, wrote and directed um, Nightcrawler. So uh-huh. I had I had kind of good expectations for it. Right. I watched it. Pretty cool horror film. Uh, everyone, I had I had a few friends who were kind of pissed off about the ending. It's not that bad. It's just like you're like kind of the conventional horror horror movie ending where it's just like, oh, the the evilness that is in this movie hasn't entirely gone away and now it's still here. What a surprise. It's going to get everybody else. And like, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was kind of fun. And it was just funny as fuck to like have a nitpicky kind of look at like the, the douchebaggery that is an art critic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. It takes a real special uh, something to be an art critic. Oh, I feel like. oh yeah. It's, and it's, oh, yeah. All the actors are great, too. You got uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, funny enough that you bring up M. Night Shyamalan because Tony Collette, who played the mother in The Sixth Sense, she was also the mother oh, in Hereditary. Okay. She's She plays another, like, art dealer. There's so many different characters, and, like, they're all friends, but they just, like, fuck each other over, pretty much. Oh, okay. And, cool. um... They all become obsessed over these group of paintings that have just emerged out of this dead guy's apartment. And everyone's just like, oh my god, this is like the best new shit that's come into the art industry in like however many years. Let's display it everywhere. And then we should sign this guy. <laughs> hey, man. Just like they grab like his hand. <laughs> wow, he's like. But that's kind of what they did <laughs> in oh. essence. It's like, yeah, it's a dead guy, but let's sell his yeah, paintings he's that he fucking dead was he? Not, yeah. Yeah, what's he gonna spend it on you know what I mean did you guys ever see um, I mean this is a little uh, going back a little back uh, a few months uh, mid 90s no it didn't I've been wanting it to fucking see that so good yeah that yeah, was probably one of my favorite movies last year actually oh fuck I'm surprised I didn't get oh, Jonah Hill you can direct man that was good yeah directorial debut right yeah that was his first thing yeah, I saw and a it was few brilliant. previews, but I didn't hear a lot about it. Oh, it was awesome. It all None of them were actual actors. Uh, they were people he picked off the street. He did a... Um, um, to do a, the movie. Like, yeah, because it's a movie about like uh, the skate culture in L.A. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s. And uh, he just picked people at the skate parks. Like, hey, you want to be in a movie? And like, I like the way you look. Like, let's see if you can act. That reminds me of a... What? That's crazy. That yeah, that's such a, a cool way to do it, right? Yeah. There's there's one other... And I, funny enough, I think he was he's mimicking a director style that did 90s movies. He did a 1995 movie called Kids, which is about, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that movie... That movie's dark. And yeah. all those actors, like, at least most of them, were just skaters that the director picked up off the street as well. And what's funny enough is, like, you ask nice. them to play skaters, and, like, yeah, they're, they're just... Okay. Like, they're just like, like that's what we do. <laughs> that's uh, my I life. I think I can handle that. <laughs> I'm getting paid just to re- live my regular life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, you just want to, like, walk around and film me or something? <laughs> Larry Clark was the director. Larry fucking Clark. But it was uh, it was a brilliant movie. Comes on a Blu-ray, I think, in a little bit. Mm. If it's not already out, 
probably Ayo. still look it up on It's on the internet somewhere. right now. Yeah, I'm sure it's on the internet now, but I, I'm probably going to get that movie on Blu-ray. Uh, I if do you really do, like let me know, and I will oh. come over to watch oh, oh, that. I'll, we'll talk. We'll talk? Could have a little... Netflix and chill, you know. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of flex time and some and some chilling, maybe some relaxing, maybe some some chicken, maybe some sex. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from, dude? Name the movie. Fuck, some chicken, maybe some sex. <laughs> I don't know. Will I just Ferrell. Saw Super Troopers too. Will so Ferrell. Paul Rudd. Anchorman. Steve Gray. Yep. Anchorman. Some chicken. Yeah, it's it's like sunset. when they. Oh, uh, it's uh, it's what's his name? The 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 weatherman says that. The right? cowboy guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He like walks up to the girl. He's like, what do you say we go out tonight? Get some, some chicken. chicken. Maybe, maybe some sex. Then <laughs> <laughs> she knees him right in the groin. Great movie. Great movie. That's <sighs> yeah, a classic movie. Uh, you, you know, some news. I think I'm dropping. Uh, I, th- I think uh, we should do a new D and D session all together. Yeah, dude, we should definitely get a new D&D session going. I actually had a really good idea for a character that I wanted to play, too. Yeah, I know. Uh, But I could also DM if you want. I know how I mean, I I have missed it. I'd love to DM sometime, but I just, I'm not that reliable. (laughs) (laughs) Literally literally the farthest thing from reliable, as a player, even. So, I mean, I'm confused if you'd be able to show up for D&D. I wouldn't, probably. uh, Probably DTM. not. What do we do? He's not here. <laughs> He's not here. He didn't send any sex messages. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I'm still sleeping. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm just fucking sleeping, dude. Sometimes It's like at 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes a guy takes a nap. And I'm like, did you just go to bed? He's like, no. I've <laughs> been I was, sleeping since yesterday yeah, night. I went, I went to bed last night and... Now it's 8 p.m. I got my full 20 hours of sleep, yeah. Dude, your sleep schedule is so funny sometimes. It's fucking awful, to be honest. Yeah, I went to bed at 5 a.m. It's pretty funny from an outside source, but from my source, it's extremely depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Or slowly, it actually slowly just lulls you into a depression. Why don't you just, like, try and go to bed at the same time every night? Yeah, which is regularly around 4 or 5 at the same time. At night? Every night, yeah. 4 or 5 in the morning? Yeah. It's rough. It's yeah, terrible. That is rough. That yeah. is, uh, Dude, I'm going to have to do I that I hate that. this new job. I'm oh, looking yeah? forward to that. You're going to have to go to bed at 4 or 5? Yeah. I mean, if it's your job, that's a good enough reason. I don't have a reason. And it's only like two days just, a week, so. I've just been taking drugs and playing video games. Rough. So. Hey, two days a week. That's kind of like a job. But five, five day a week. If I was, if I'd be getting paid for this shit, bro, uh, Easy money. I'm so <laughs> good money. at taking drugs and playing video games. I don't Unbelievable. Know why no one pays me. They, they don't they didn't they have an episode uh, like that in Even Stevens? Even Stevens. Stevens didn't have that kind yeah, of they stuff. Did. Bro. They had that episode. They had an episode just like that where he got a job uh, as uh, as a model for a bed, and he just he slept in a in a window of a store, and he had like his video game set up, and he just slept there and got paid. <laughs> and his oh. sister was really mad, but he wasn't allowed to leave. So eventually, he gets really mad or, or gets driven crazy. <laughs> and he can't leave the room. He's just stuck on this fucking bed. Yeah, he's stuck in this little glass window that people can see oh, that he's Jesus. supposed to hang out on all day. Damn, that's a good ass episode. Yeah, it was actually really funny. I mean, even Stevens was a very underrated show. 
That's not underrated. I think a it lot of a very people respect well that show. That's it was a good a well show. Rated show. Yeah, I think it was. It was they were pretty spot on with the ratings. With the rating is what I meant. If I take that back, the rating. You can't take that back. Everyone in the world is going to hear this. If I change. We can edit it. No, 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 no. There's no editing. This is a we live can, show. Yeah, live. It's They're hearing live it right show. now, actually. Yeah, we have 43,000 people listening right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. I and that's just the first 20 minutes. As soon as it goes to the hour session, just get ready because it's like fucking, it's like the World Cup in this bitch. We're going to have at least a billion to two billion people listening to every single word that you say. I don't think the Olympics gets that kind of... No, 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 no. No, it's a World Cup. I'm talking about FIFA, dude. Soccer. Does it have two billion people? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I I know it's got a huge base, but I mean two billion. Yeah. No, dude, yeah, the World Cup is ridiculous, which is crazy because soccer's boring as fuck, man. Honestly, you guys fucking love football, and I don't understand you guys... I mean, football's good, but it's not like even that. I would not say is worthy of two billion. No, now, like no. no, and that's why it sits around like well, three hundred million. They're kind of dying right now, aren't they? they, they, they yeah, well, that's because that's getting season. boring as fuck too, dude. This season, it's like the best no, part is watching then, people hurt I'll, each other. And they I'll can't be realistic though; all sports can be relatively fucking boring. Ah, uh, have you seen MMA, bro? Yeah, I was gonna say UFC is pretty, pretty high. Pretty yeah, exciting. UFC can also be pretty fucking boring too. When? When a fight is boring, why? That's because a, they're both. Fights are never just, boring. I was fights at a club can be last boring. Night. I've only seen like boring, one or dude. two boring I, fights. I was, I was at a bar last I've night. I've seen I've seen more than a handful of boring fights, easily in the tens. What boring fights? Yeah, we're just the two fighters are stagnant. Of course, if you're watching the top fight every time that you watch a fight, yeah, you're never gonna watch a boring fight. But I'm saying like more than enough I times. I feel like the younger or the under guys go even harder sometimes. They're more sometimes, like reckless. Yeah. I'd say you could probably find more, uh, you can have more viewings that you're not as bored with MMA than it would be like football. I could see that. Yeah. But I would say also overall, like if you watch a fighting event, four different fights during every fighting event has like at least like four fights. Yeah. And it's like, I'd so never seen it that all of them would be like, yeah, there might be one that's like, eh. but I mean the, the majority of the show that you pay for, it's like. Alright, that was pretty mm. cool. Yeah. Was I mean, if I get like, it in like the semantics, <laughs> the technicalities of every single sport, then I could be like, oh, that was a real interesting little moment there. But like for the most part, I'm just kind of like watching it from an outside view. But that's, I mean, that's the brilliant thing about UFC. It's like, it's two people fighting. Like, yeah, you, you don't have understand? to know a lot to know who's winning, you know what I mean? Like, I mean... No, please go ahead. No, yeah, that's it. It's just like that guy looks like he's getting fucked up. He's probably losing. That guy is bleeding everywhere. That is really cool. I think my luck is that I just end up watching so many shitty things. I've seen the amount of fights that I've seen where it's like dudes grappling each other just the entire fight. Like they're just holding each other. Mm -hmm. They're not grappling. They're hugging. Okay, for like the most of the fight going on. I mean, there's a lot going on, but it's like, I'm not involved in like right. the technique the enough so that I'm yeah. just like, what I'm not... Doing. That's fair enough. I'm when you don't understand yeah. what's happening, you don't know what's significant. So sometimes you're watching it and it's like, even like sometimes the crowd or the announcers will be like, ooing, and you'll be like, what the fuck happened? Like, mm-hmm. he moved his leg. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It took me a while to kind of understand the grappling aspect because mm-hmm. I have no grappling background, but... Like, uh, after a while of watching it... Now when you have like, enough like, experience on your own, actually, is when you realize, like, just how demanding tense. Oh, is. yeah, dude. Yep. In so wrestling, they called incredibly. it six minutes of hell. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. And you would never be so physically exerted. Like, you're just like, oh, my gosh. I just people used raw to by the end of it. 
throw up after the match from being so exhausted. Oh, yeah. Because when they're doing that hugging thing, like, they're using every muscle they had to try and push him away. He's trying to stop you and push you a different way. And it's That's like, it it's like, like a, yeah, they, like, mm-hmm. neutralize each other. So they're, like, yeah. not moving. But <laughs> in actuality, like, they're using, like, all of their yeah, might. It's, it's greater than a negative. Just, like, exactly. just going at it. Exactly. It's what happens when, and uh, what, what was that line from, uh, was like a Batman? <laughs> oh, it's like a insta- yeah. unstoppable, unstoppable force, force makes an immovable a, object. A movable yeah, object. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, it's yeah, just it's like uh, that. What, what would happen? I don't. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no. You know what really gets me though is like when you get in like the storylines behind the fucking fighters, mm-hmm. then it gets way more intense. Yeah, it's it, like it, a WWE <laughs> thing. Yeah, no. But yeah, it's same, a little it WWE, is. but it's like then they actually fucking fight. Yeah, then it becomes, like, actually it becomes like full sense of entertainment. Now yeah. it's like it's not only just the forefront; it's like the background elements that are actually. Dude, like this everything. fucking guy just fought. Did you watch a uh, Crone Gracie? Fight? I did not. Dude, so this guy Crone Gracie, right? Right. So this guy is like uh, uncle, basically. He was in like the first UFCs ever. His name is Royce Gracie. He's like the he's probably literally the most famous UFC fighter of all time. And he's really famous because when UFC first came out, there was no weight limits and there was no clothing like requirements. So you could like wear Quick pause. Can you give me that candle no. so I can light the candle so it doesn't reek of weed and cigarettes in this? Oh room. yeah, I Thank thought you were gonna you light the candle to light the cigarette, which was really gonna, gonna, gonna confuse I thought you were me. Say, you thought he was gonna eat it. Do you wanna <laughs> Do you wanna light your cigarette with my candle? Oh my gosh, that'd actually be. Uh, well, would you like one as well? So what, what well, if we do have a smoke, then we'll have to take a pause, which I don't mind. But uh, I would like Jared to yeah, finish off let's... his story real quick. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, okay, I right, finished story real quick. So, anyways, so when the UFC first started, there was way less rules. And there was no weight classes. I remember that. I remember my dad specifically asking me to, like, not watch it. Because he had, like, discs of UFC way back in the day. And he would just be like, no, 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 you cannot watch this. And I was, like, 12, like, yeah, 13, 12. Right. So this guy, freaking Royce Gracie, like, he probably weighed, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 180. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, big dude, but not, like, huge. And he would fight guys, like, 220, 230. And he was beating everybody. And also, like, they didn't have clothing requirements, so he mm. wore, like, a traditional gi. And he would fucking take his belt and wrap it around people's throats and choke them the fuck out. And he's, like, the first person to use, like, jiu-jitsu is very popular now, but, like, it was the first time, like, the world had seen jiu-jitsu. Wait, just, like, this dude, guy had a gi and he would choke he people would out choke with the people belt? people out with the yeah. gi, bro. That's why he they have fucking... rules now. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's that's the guy why they don't just, fucking like, let them use that. The he ruined it. Yeah, dude, but he would have to beat like, people uh, sometimes like way bigger than him. I'm just gonna wear as uh, a big brass chain as my belt. Well, you can <laughs> wear shit like that, but like as long as you're just like, whipping it around yeah. like Ghost Rider, <laughs> like a ball and chain. You're just yeah. what it's is my that? Belt. It's, it's my belt. De- decor, sir. It's decor. But um, you literally have a gun. (laughs) You literally have a gun. (laughs) These are earrings. (laughs) (laughs) He just goes in, (laughs) shooting from his ears. Dude, that would be sick. It's like a fucking Street Fighter game or something. You like come in with weapons. I wish my Street Fighter character had fucking guns for earrings. That would be a cool concept for a fighting game. Like their clothing is all their weapons and stuff. Yeah, that would be sick. Oh, that would be great. And all of them are hot. 
girls, guys, whatever, but they have to be beautiful specimen of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I imagine, like, the geisha or whatever, and, like, she can, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. do some crazy shit with her big sleeves and everything. Oh, dude. You yeah, know what I mean? fucking, oh, like, yeah. wraps you up in her mm-hmm. kimono oh, yeah, and just, just fucking... You die, I don't know. She's a grappler. There's like a sumo wrestler, right? But he's got like the most pretty face in the world. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then he just takes off his his only one piece of underwear. And underneath it is the main weapon. It'd be cool if it's just the diaper, but it has a boxing glove that comes out. Oh my god, so he lifts it? Yeah, it's the the It's like a jack-in-the-box, which is fucking... So you expect dick, and it's actually just a fist. It's a fist, and a dude, we need to design this. Or just like a chop... Like Hyundai from Street Fighter, except it just comes patent out. pending, patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna make this game from us after hearing this, but hopefully hey, if you if cool. if it if the idea sparked enough inspiration, I'll take some royalties. Like you know what, dude? We'll I'll, take ten percent. You can do all the work. Uh huh. Let's take a solid ten percent. And a free well, coffee. 15, 15. No, not even... 555. Five, five. Yeah, it's got to be... 555. Five, five. That's what you're going to get. I'll take... We'll take an early copy of the game as well. Maybe 6% sure. each would be fair, because yeah. I, mean, I just feel like it's more of a, a royalty number. Yeah, 666, six, six, exactly. Uh, maybe uh, 7. <laughs> 7. 7. Well, 21%. We're, <laughs> you know, we're superstitious, so 7% each would be fine. Eight. Jesus. We're going to own this game by the end, but... <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. So anyway, so this guy Crone Gracie just just fought, mm-hmm. and uh, he's fucking badass, dude. He's like also obviously a jujitsu expert, and he's just like this like line of jujitsu is like called Gracie Jujitsu. So it has like it's like it's been in the family for like hundreds of years or whatever, and um, and uh, yeah, and so he's just like the next in the legacy to carry it on. And like I was watching this like very short documentary about him on YouTube, and basically like his brother died. When he was like ten or something, and like, and his brother tells him some shit, just like you know, like that sort of animation. Like, yes, dude, like a fucking animation where it's just like, dude, train, become world champion, then dies. And so he's like, so he's like, from that moment on, I just fucking train jujitsu every single day of my life to become the best. That'd be the funniest fucking end speech ever. Like, oh, bro, what happened, bro? Tell me, train. Become the world champion. Uh. <laughs> That's it? Basically, He's yeah. like, well, now I guess I gotta fucking do this. He didn't like say anything else. What if he just wasn't really that interested in the sport in the first place, but he just felt really obligated yeah. after? He's, He's like, like, bro, uh, what happened, bro? What did you do? No, I mean, no, no, he's like, he's like, he's dying. He's like, become world champion. What? I, I can't hear you. Yeah. Become world champion. What? What? No. Become world champion. Uh, no, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Become world champion. No, no, I still can't hear you. He's <laughs> just like dying. Oh, I thought the bro dying was like disinterested. Like, no, no, uh, I mean, the one who trained to become who, world champion. Became champion is very like reluctant. Reluctant. Like, like, it's a yeah, temp he, like, job. Doesn't like, he's, do like, it. he's like, all right, let's do the fight. Right? <laughs> I'm doing this for my brother or whatever. You fucking owe me for this. I don't <laughs> even care about him anymore. That'll be cool when I get up there. Son of a bitch. I wonder how emotional it must be for him, though, when he gets to, like, championships. 
He's just like, holy fuck. Like, it's all... Well, just... he's already, like, like won, like, all the jiu-jitsu tournaments. And now he's, now like, he's... fighting UFC. Right. Okay. And he's bored now. He's like, well, I did this for him. The and first now one felt like the end skills. of, like, yeah. my anime show, you know? And now I've just been living in the it ending turns, of my no, anime no, show. No, now it turns out it's a series. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's like that series another with season. no ending. Like, season eight, bitch. <laughs> yeah, we're at episode 500, and uh, no one sees the ending, so... I just gotta keep milking this, you know? You know what would be a really interesting ending for it? It'd be Harakiri. Harakiri. Killing himself. Murder. Suicide. Death. Via sword to the stomach. Imagine... What would be cool about that? Or what if Whoa. he choked himself out with his own belt? <laughs> oh, he hung himself with it's his like, belt. Yeah, it's like a callback. Dude, that's fucked up. And it says, like, champion on it. Like, that would be a fuck. That's, like, the kind of shit that you see at the beginning of the series. Like, oh, who's the fucking champion? Like, hanging themselves with the belt. You're like, it's been the... It was the main character, motherfucker. You just saw the ending before it happened. Wow. And now you're seeing the champion fulfill the deed of his dead brother. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's been... He's still champion. Hanging from the fucking... The only one who can beat him was himself. (laughs) (laughs) Now no one can take his title. Now no one can take take his title. title. He's dead. No one, man. Who's gonna challenge him? I'll still take him on. (laughs) Just like as he's hanging, some dude's punching him like a punching (laughs) bag. But they get worn out and eventually pass out because the guy's dead. And then when he passes out, he like hits his head on the edge of the shelf and dies. Like... He punches him hard enough that the body flings back and actually knocks the guy out. Just like, damn. This guy's the real fight. <laughs> he I don't know. still got it. <laughs> this guy's the real fight. Why is the champ, I guess? Oh, man. Well, deeper topics will be hit upon after th- this this short cigarette. Yeah, because it's going to get fucking dark now, dude. We're yeah, dude. Take a yeah. total turn. Total now. turn now. This it's is like over. over. Right? This fun like, stuff, this Kirby James Bond fun stuff, it's over now. We're actually going to go into really, really, really dingy waters. Dark territory. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, we're in the uh, the woods now. Did you play the new Metro? <laughs> I have absolutely played the new Metro. How is it? Much. How uh, is it? I am a big fan so far. I haven't finished it. Uh, I will say this. Um, I feel like the game, because they went with a free world kind of, an open world um, level system. So instead Mm -hmm. of being the linear... Is it multiple levels still? Yeah, it's multiple levels, uh, different areas. Kind of evil within two setup. Well, slightly. slightly. Right. Right. So it's like like a completely open world, just different areas, uh, you know, for every level. Um, But... I will say my only gripe, or there's two gripes I have with it. They lost some of the narrative play mm-hmm. by moving to the open world, um, you know, concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also they got the people who do the facial animations uh, for Andromeda. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. The facial animations are not good. Uh, what? Yeah, so Mass Effect Andromeda was the mm-hmm. latest Mass Effect that had come out. Um, and Mass Effect, if you know anything about it, is sort of this acclaimed RPG. Huge, expansive open worlds, really detailed storylines, mm-hmm. amazing gameplay. Um, but the last one... Was horrible. Horrible. Oh, it was a horrible really? game across the board. The, the executive team behind it just thrashed what was there. Um I don't know what they, how they managed to do something like that. I think it was 
You're like, um, I'm almost Im- impressed about yeah, how no, that it was definitely like the the amount of development hiccups that came around <laughs> and just like so many uh, so many people who had been replaced. I, I heard that one team just got like fucking fired. Like the entire goddamn like department department got just thrown out, replaced. So it was it was it's, a, it's like a it bunch a, of people who like put all this shit on their like application and like yeah, ten years experience. Oh fuck man. <laughs> they get hired and it's yeah. like, dude, you have no idea what you're doing. It's, don't it don't do bad. this. It was really bad. It, it but but I will say I am being a little, uh, I'm over-exaggerating a little bit uh, mm-hmm. when I say it was the same people's under. It's obviously a little bit better than that, because you can't really, it's really hard to get that bad. Um, but, you know, the storyline so far is actually great. Um, yeah? I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Because they continued on the uh, Artyom uh, sort of yes, storyline, right? because Artyom isn't in the second book. Um, he kind of disappears in the first book, if you read the books. Okay. Um, so they've just kind of continued on the story. The stories are still based on the adventures from each book uh, while they're still based on the original character. Uh, except you're playing still as the original character even though he kind of disappears. Okay. Um, okay. And so, uh, because I know that... I actually looked up the uh, the sort of the gamer's background story for everything that happened with uh, Metro 2033 and then they made Metro uh, 2034. 2034. Um, and so... 35. Th- what happened was because this was like a... Sp- sort of smaller book before the game came out. Like, they, they just were deeply fascinated with the story, and so they wanted the to work on pretty it. pretty big. It's 22 chapters. Well, I mean, like, not not in terms of size, like, in terms oh. of just how people knew about it. Um, oh, it was... It wasn't like, allowed to be translated in English. Exactly. It was a Russian book written by Dmitry Bulgovsky back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And the book is just... And, and so the this to it development point. team, I think they worked on like some separate game that like was this uh, open world game, but it didn't really work too well because it was like it was super detailed, but the gameplay was just like lacked that punch. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. eventually they wanted to go for making Metro twenty thirty three, and um, the development team behind that, uh, alongside the author of the book, they worked together in tangent to actually like make the yeah. world as realistic. Or at least as uh, accurate as it could be portrayed, while still not holding too close to the linear style of the book, just because they wanted to have some sort of personal freedoms when it came to like, because the main character Artyom in the book has only, I think he only kills like one uh, person, right? In the book? Uh, well, in the first book. No, in the book he kills. He kills. It happens a lot. <laughs> really? Uh, okay, yeah, there's. Uh, I, I mean, if if because uh, we you listened to it with me for a little bit, but Haunting. I mean. It's such a hot chilling, but you, you chilling. The thing is, there's wow. It, it's it's such an episodic story. Yeah, uh, because it, it's based on these different stations. It goes from place to place to place, and they're all these almost totally different structures and governments or, or lack of governments or whatever maybe in those those places. Um, so it's episodic in that way that it, it, you're seeing it through the character's eyes and how it's kind of affecting him, like how all these worlds are so different and it's different perspectives. Um, like there was one, for example, where they didn't have clocks or time. Oh, they didn't measure. Everyone else measured the same time. Like they, they managed the same clocks. This one station does not. They, nope. There's no such thing as time. Uh, <laughs> what? They don't believe in time. They don't believe it exists. Like it's just this whole thing. And like they, he's talking to this old man about it for like, like an entire chapter. Just he's sitting down at a campfire, just talking to him. And uh, he's just going through like this dark 
very dark monologue about like how time doesn't exist and the life he lives and the life they all live and how horrible it is pretty much. <laughs> oh my and, god. Yeah. How do they plan anything? I remember they don't. I remember one uh like I'll see ya. Yeah, when? The <laughs> hell? Yeah. Who knows? You know? It's just <laughs> before, yeah. after Well people no, no. die and disappear so often in that station that I don't think that's a thing either. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't think they'd expect to see anybody the next day. Yeah, they're like, well, I'll... Uh, bye. I'll <laughs> see... <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. Oh, jeez, that's... <laughs> it's such an eerie book. Like, every I single chapter. I remember so the first thing that... Uh, before I really knew about this book, um, you, you brought it up to me. You would just talk about it because you were reading the books at the time. Yeah. And you, you... He told me... Uh, there's these specific sort of monsters that are kind of like the highlight mutants of the story, really. These dark figures. The They call them vampires. Yeah. Right. And um, he actually just... He, he elaborated this segment of the story um, where uh, you're following... I'm not sure if it was Artyom or some other character. Yeah. You're following him as he's venturing outside the vaults, the, the underground systems. You're thinking of Fallout. You mean the Metro. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The, the underground system, the, the metro. Right. And um, <laughs> he stumbles upon one of these vampires. And, like, there's this sort of horrific thing where it's like they work like packs of wolves almost, where one will spot you and identify you and start following. But they'll always stay this sort of distance. And the yeah. numbers accumulate over time. You know, now you're seeing two. And then four, and now eight, and it's just there all over the place eventually. And there was this... And then they kill you? Yeah, then they fucking slaughter yeah. you. Wait, all right, so wait, we, we, real quick. This is a game, or this is a book? It's, it's a, a book. book that became a game. Yeah. And the book is Mass Effect. No, the no. book is... <laughs> what the fuck? The book, they're both the book the is called title. Metro 2033. Yeah. Metro 2033. Okay, so this is Metro. Yeah. yeah. The last okay, I was Metro... I lost there. The, there's three games. The last Metro, Metro Exodus, was built by this... Or some of the team... That worked on Andromeda is also working on on Metro. Okay, no, and then Mass really, Effect was not the... really. I'm just saying the facial animations were so bad that you could compare it to that, the same. That it is like okay. as if they got the all same. Right, people. All right, okay, like, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was kidding. When I it said was that. a metaphor. But I mean, there's, there's this brilliant part because I read. I before the the new game came out, I reread the book. Right? Uh-huh. I listened to the audio one or whatever, and there was one that I wish I would have told you about that or, or let you listen to because it was just so intense. Um, there's a scene where they go into this library, mm-hmm. right? They go above ground. It's another one, but he's with a squad of people, right? Okay, it's, so it's kind of safety in numbers place. a little yeah. bit, but it's still super dangerous. Like, right. But these guys are like professionals. They go out all the time to like get get things from from mm-hmm. above scavengers, ground. kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he goes up there with them, and they're like a, on a team to help him get to this other spot, right? And and the fastest way to do it is above ground. Um, so they go into this library, right? And apparently near this library, there used to be like a zoo, I guess, before everything happened. And I guess what lives in this library now, they call the librarians. Um, they Naturally. are... <laughs> Naturally. Like, no one knows what they are. Um, and you don't as a reader, like never explains it. Mm-hmm. But it's assumed. And you're also seeing it similar. from our team's perspective, which right. is usually very minimal. It's, it's always... right. What, the things that he's seen, which, you know, he's lived, yeah. he's lived underground most of his life. Yeah. So, but it, it's very interesting. They're, they're, they're described as almost looking like 
hairless gorillas that are very large. I think uh, in the first game you, you get to you do you get fight to the librarians, yeah, and they're terrifying. They're fucking Absolutely awful terrifying. things. Jesus. If you stare them in the eyes, they won't attack you, dude. I, I never really threat. even heard of this game. This sounds cool. Oh, the game is a major cult classic. What console is this on? It's on everything. Really? Yeah. Everything except for Nintendo. I mean, well, yeah. dude, that's all I got. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, you're kind of fucked on that one. I mean, like I got an old Xbox. Xbox. Yeah, that'll work. I will get Metro Exodus after I get um, RE2. I still have to get RE2. Just, I, I want, because, okay, uh, I can't remember who. Chris brought up just the amount of replayability value that this game has with just the amount of, like, challenging next runs. Like, you beat this version, now it's like, here's a run where... You gotta go all the way from the ending area of the game to the beginning area with just a knife, and there's hordes of zombies all over the place, you know? So I was like, okay, that sounds super enticing, but man, I, I saw some clips of Metro Exodus, and I was just, it's, it's it looks so really good. fun, it looks so riveting. Yeah, it, it's really good, it has it has some great moments in it. Uh, they, they do such a good job of putting a, an extreme level of detail. Mm-hmm into the worlds they build and I, I think that developer is going to go a long way I think it's a great because it's a it's an amazing scheme Evil Within 2 had the same one where um, one of the opening levels you get this just this big open ended area that's like a full fledged neighborhood and Evil Within 2 you're kind of dealing with like demon zombie-esque kind of you know and you go throughout this world and you have objectives that you can go through like if you were to speed run this section you could do it in like 15 minutes but the amount of detail all over, you can just pretty much, you can run into so many different little sequences from just like, you entered into this one area, all of a sudden there's a scripted scene where this zombie comes out and then behind you there's three more and you just got to deal with it. Like there's so many of these things that you can be in this level for like two hours and still run across like something new. Wow. Yeah. But again, you can just dodge all of it. You could just happen to not walk down that certain trail. And what's great is, like, because there's so many little scripted events, you're always finding yourself in, like, oh, man, this is a horrific situation. Like, another oh, another no. terrifying thing is happening. Like, you go into a church, and there's some Does person... Does it change like, each time you go in there? Or is no, it, like, okay. No, so you're not bound to have, like, different scripted situations, which is kind of nice because then it allows you to actually know, like, when you're playing the game again, if I walk through this door, this is going to happen, which, you know, you can start fucking around with things. Right, right. But, um... It has some predictability to it. The, it, it, on a first time run it's just so enticing cause like you're like wow shit is bound to happen at every corner and from what I've seen from the clips and what, what you're saying it seems like Exodus is kind of going to down this path a little bit yeah the the narrative I mean it, it's a little like I said I, I miss I, I feel like we lost a little bit of it because of the open world aspect but still every area you go into is just so Different has its own story clearly going on. Like I was in one where, because um, clearly they're above ground now, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so uh, you're you're at this one place where there's like this cult that preys a giant fish, and everything, right? <laughs> but the fish is real. Um, <laughs> it is a what? mutated catfish. A mutated catfish. Fuck and yeah! And it attacks you and eats like half your boat, and it's just this fucking menacing thing the whole time you're in the open world. Because it's, it's, like, chasing you around constantly. Oh, God. And, when you, like, and it's this icy world. There's a lot of bodies of no, water, not right? not here. It's a swamp. Oh, they, God. They have a train now. 
So they found some place that's like hotter. They found deserts and things like that now. So they, oh, okay. they've left the metro behind. They're not in Moscow, Russia anymore. Wow. But it's it's just because all I've seen so far was the snowy areas. So I didn't know that you would find like yeah, just more expansive, different types of terrain, totally different like, environments. Yeah, oh. it's pretty interesting. I think I'm going to the woods next. I haven't started it yet, but oh hell wow. yeah, you're gonna run into some fucking mutated bears, my guy. Yeah, because there was a mutated bear in the first one. Ah. At the very end of the first one, there's a mutated bear. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Like you go into this. You, you finally find this lair and you go in and there's like hanging uh, bodies there that, uh. that, that creatures were feeding off of. Oh, like, God. And like it's detailed. Like you can row your boat up to one of the bodies and like pull off like some ammo cartridges off the body. And, oh, like, dude, like, nice. Like quick and like keep like rowing. Like, oh man, I'm gonna get into some shit. If they're giving me bullets, something's gonna happen. You don't know it's its layer right. as a player either. You're just like, oh, something's gonna happen. Yeah, you're, I mean, I never, in a horror game, I never trust any body of water. It's yeah. always a setup for something. I mean, everything in the whole game is a setup, Yeah, basically. but water, it just, it gets to this, like, primal going to come out of it. Yeah, yeah I primal. feel like water in general is just, like, kind of scary. One thing know? they did that I didn't like is they added zombies. They added zombies? Yeah, they're not zombies, they're mutants. Uh, um, and it's kind of cool how they did it, because they'll be, like, stuck to a wall and, like, come off the wall. Oh, okay. Uh, like, they're almost, like, dormant like husks or whatever for a mm. while then something comes by and they're like let's eat it right like, kinda I kind of like that concept though that's yeah. a, that's a nice concept it's really it's a cool idea but I'm just like eh, I don't want to fight humanoids I like fighting the monsters in Metro well I think that was, that was the selling point of Metro was just like these fantastic mutated creatures and there's so many different ones yeah. there was there was those uh, those I don't even know what they were maybe mutated giant rats or something that would just like You'd be above ground and like you'd hear them howl. Uh, so I guess they were maybe wolf mutated. They're like wolf rats things. Yeah. they're really fucked. But like fuck they're dang. they're very agile yeah. and like climb the fast. walls and shit. Yeah, climb the walls and everything. And they'd be like hopping over cars. You'd have to hide and like wait for the the herd or whatever to to run by the pack because you're like <laughs> I can't. I don't have enough bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, because bullets were currency. Oh, so if you went to a store to like buy stuff, you had to use your ammo. So sometimes you would be like conceptually just genius for a video game. Such a good idea. So you would literally be like stuck. Like I have twenty two bullets left. Do I buy a gun upgrade or do I keep this shit? Uh, (laughs) Like uh, I need to get it cleaned, like at least (laughs) because your gun can degrade in the new one. It'll get dirty. So like when you're running through the swamp, if you go into the water, you'll come out. Your gun will have mud all over it, and like Uh. there's a chance your gun will jam. Uh. It's so crazy and terrifying because you'll be like. Okay, some of those wolf things are coming at me. Like pop, 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 and you're like, oh, oh no, switch the ammo. It's oh, it's jam. It's jam. Oh no, dude, that sounds brutal. That sounds fucking brutal. Yeah. I love that level of detail though. They include they included that in a game that's so old now. It's like kind of impressive that they did that back in the day. But like the only other game I've ever heard where it's like guns would jam on you in the middle of a firefight was Far Cry Two. Oh yeah, that was the, it. Yeah, but that was like Xbox Three Sixty. Like that was yeah. so long ago. But like for Far a survival, was, I think horror Xbox. No, oh, no, 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 that's Three Sixty. Was it Three Sixty? Yeah, it was early Three Sixty days. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right Far yeah. Cry One was um, Xbox. But, um, great game. Ah, beautiful games. 
Yeah, but I highly recommend Access. It's just mm. it, it it does create some great moments mm-hmm. uh, in the game. Those so those intense. quote unquote battlefield moments where it's like the moment has just like perfectly like every single part of this game engine has queued up perfectly to just be like this is what this game is all about. Those kind yeah. of moments where it's like. Oh, like, yeah, hiding behind a car when a pack of these, like, mutated wolf rats things are, like, just running by. You're like, oh, my God. I've never <laughs> even finished it because I haven't played it on Ranger mode yet. Oh, there's, a there's like, an extremely realistic mode, huh? Yeah, yeah. If you play the other two mode? games, it's in every single game. It's called Ranger mode. Where it's, like, the HUD elements and are kind of taken away. Everything's and... taken away. Right. You literally are just pretty much a model. Like, you're just... All of your stats are on your watch. Like, you have to look and check that. Oh. You have to clean your weapons. Like, you don't have any, like, overlay. It's that all... Was, that was one of the highlights of Metro games, though. It's like, yeah. they always wanted to include every little bit of information that you could have, like, in, in a physical form. Like, you... Exactly. Wow. Yes. Your so, health, everything is, like... Yeah, the radiation levels, you have to actually yep. change out the gas and, like... Yeah, the, the filters, you have to change when you're above ground. But, um, yeah, I mean... Uh, it, it's also like ammo is extremely scarce. Like you'll go through the game, you will not have more than like sixty bullets at a time. Damn. Like, because you can't find any, and you have to use some. So and then you have knife- to spend some. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like throwing knives are extremely useful. Ah <laughs> oh, fuck! And it's like I feel like the more you f- like get in a firefight. Now you're kind of dealing with that dilemma. It's like, do I stay out here and expend more oxygen to, like, try to find more resources? Well, or do even... I go back inside to safety? Or, like... That's not even the thing. It's just, like, you... It, it creates such... It changes the game entirely. Because I'm playing on hard mode. And, like, ammo is it's still at its normal level when you're playing hard. And the game is just difficult. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll be running through. And, you know, you won't be afraid to get into a firefight. In the other situation, it's not just because you'll die from one or two shots. It's because I don't think I can use the ammo. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to run into later. I can't fight these guys. Like, mm-hmm. I have to find a way around them and get away. Mm-hmm. Like, those moments where you're just like, I can't afford to get caught. I can't. Mm-hmm. It'll ruin my entire save. Like, uh, <laughs> I can't afford to get caught. And I can't I, reload. It's been an hour since yeah. I've saved. Yeah. I can't I'm just... just like, I can't. I'm stuck. I'm in a, I'm in a situation, mm-hmm. and I gotta sneak out of it. Do you think that makes your experience uh, just actually more interesting, or do you think way that diminishes... More, way more immersive. Right. Because you, you feel like the supplies he has is important, like it's yours. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you actually cherish. You have value things. for it. Like mm-hmm. my twenty bullets. Like I am not. <laughs> I am saving this for a really mm-hmm. sticky situation. That's why I'm. I'm excited for Last of Us too. Just the. I love uh, yeah. every incorporation of like your your supplies are scarce. Yeah. Like you have to survive here. And that's that's what's beautiful about games like that is mm-hmm. is the ones who can really do it right. The true it. survival horror. You know. Oh yeah. Like exactly. back to old school I mean, Resident Evil, like the first oh one. You know where. Yeah. Just nothing is given to you, and you're always nothing. and e- and even sometimes when too many things are given to you, now you have to actually choose what you're going to replace, what you're going to like keep. That's also that stresses me the fuck out when I like I have four health items, and then it's like, oh, but I'm out of bullets. Oh, there's bullets. <laughs> I have to drop a health item. No. Yeah, uh, What's killing. really cool though, if you do find humans, you can strip the bullets out of their gun. 
Mm. You could walk up and like take I the, could sit the there with my binoculars. Yeah, take the bullets out of their clip, even if they don't have any other ammo, because it's scarce for everyone else in the world too. Yeah, like so. Sometimes it's advantageous to be like that guy's by himself. I need some bullets. Like, <laughs> Let me just stab him. Oh, oh, stab man. this guy to death and take the bullets <laughs> out of his gun. Same thing with attachments, because you can customize your guns. Like okay. you can turn a revolver into a sniper rifle, like well, full on. <laughs> Like, so like how the fuck does that work with like a binoculars and like what if you like, like nothing changes about the gun but the scope you just have a fat <laughs> sniper scope on your pistol no you can like change the barrel to make a really large barrel change the uh, the, the add stock like a stock to a big to stock and a yeah. scope and everything you like but, build uh, the entire gun around this little hand oh, that'd the be great is, everything that is physically on the person that you see on the model like the enemy that you see uh-huh. is actually there. If he's got like three shotgun shells on his on his chest, oh. you could take the shotgun shells off his chest. Oh, man. Every so every little detail on the player on uh, the enemies uh, even okay. are actually there and usable. Like if you see shotgun shells, like I said, on him, you can pull them up. Like I will use my binoculars. Grenades on the belt type everything. things. Gotcha. If I'm using my binoculars, I'm seeing what they have on their gun to decide if it's worth oh. going after him. Like I see, oh, he's got, he's got a red dot sight. Fight. I don't have a red dot sight. Uh, I'm I'm gonna kill that guy. I want that red dot type. Shit. Damn. Okay, you've enticed me. Yeah. I'm sure that anyone who's probably heard and hasn't heard of Metro is like, damn. I yeah. kind of need to play this game. Really good. It's a cult classic. Well, I mean, the the original one was it was mm-hmm. a big cult following for Metro, uh, and the book was just. I'm glad they've been able to expand to this level because the actual backstory for the for the entire company as a whole, like nobody. They, I mean, yeah. it's like very few people, but they they dealt with so much shit to just try to get those games off the ground. But I mean, like, yeah. and solid yay for it's, them. It's amazing. Mm. Uh, Anthem's actually good too. I got Anthem. I I'm that very one. surprised at how much I'm having fun. I think Chris was talking about Anthem. Wasn't he saying it was good? Uh, yeah, I still I I I saw that the beta was out. I never played it. Um... But yeah, I've heard. I haven't like, played anything but Switch, dude. You can make your own Iron Man. <laughs> just fucking play Mario, you play Mario Kart, Kart shit all day. For like the last, you need to play Zelda, man. Oh, I've been playing Zelda, but I'm stuck as fuck right now, dude. Where? I'm stuck on a uh, Blight Ganon. Dude, don't even like go to fight Ganon yet, bro. No, no, no. Like I'm, I'm trying to like. You have to free like the four like. Uh, um, what are they? The four like spirit beasts or whatever. You have to free them? You know what I'm talking about? I haven't, uh, I, I played, like, maybe, uh, like, three hours into it. Uh, well, so then, I didn't get to that okay. portion. Well, yet. it's it's not that far into the thing. Like, after you get the glider, you get the glider? Yeah. Okay, so after you get the glider, like, not too long after that, you get a quest where it's like, alright, don't go fight Ganon yet. What we need to do is you need to go unlock these four, like, spirit beasts that are being contaminated by Ganon, and then you can... You know, they'll, like, help you fight Ganon. You should level yourself up. I mean, there's so many, like... No, that's what I need to do, because I'm trying to fight this thing. I, like, got all the way to the end to unlock one spirit beast, Uh and... You're just unleveled. Dude, like, this boss is literally... He, like, just two-shots you, Uh and he has, like, in the little area that you fight him, he has... He can cover anywhere. How many hearts do you have? Only four. Yeah, dude, no. And he like, can hit me from anywhere on the map. And here's the thing. He's <laughs> flying, so you can't use anything but projectiles. And occasionally, if you hit him, he'll fall. And so then, like, you can run over and hit him. And uh-huh. then once you get to phase two, which is at half health, the whole, like, level floods. And there's only four little platforms. And he's <laughs> shooting stuff at you, and you have to dodge them <laughs> and shoot him. And then if he falls, 
you have to like swim over to him to try and hit him. It's like, it's, it's fucked up. And like, I only have like regular arrows. So like, I only have like a couple say, fire arrows. I'd say you're underleveled. I think I need to go like level up and come back. Good. But it's, it's a good game. Have you seen the fucking, uh, have you seen the speed runs of that game, man? No. Beating it in 30 minutes. What? It's fucking amazing. It's so amazing to watch. Because they're just like, they, they use the stasis. So they're just chopping down a tree, stasis it right before it falls, whack it a shit ton of times to just build a huge inner velocity, duck right underneath it, shoot an arrow up. Now the tree's gonna go like fucking 100 miles into the air. And then they just like grab onto the tree and fling themselves across the map to wherever they need to go. And they get to the Ganon fight and they just fuck them up. <laughs> what? Yeah, 30 minutes. Wow, that's fucking legendary. <laughs> it's impressive. It's super impressive, but um, so you had you had some in- interesting taining, uh, questions that you actually brought up over text, and I feel like they bring up some pretty cool conversations. But yeah. I forgot the. No, it's fine. It's fine. My man, it's fine. Ask him. That's it's what he's fine. saying. All right, I will ask them, but first I have to tell you about this comic idea I had the other day because it's totally irrelevant to those that I'm about to, questions I'm about to ask, and it'll be pretty quick. But dude, so you guys know who Dan Blazarian is, right? Yeah. So I don't know how I came up with this idea. I think I was Alex does not know. You don't know who Dan Blazarian is? No. Okay, so he's basically a dude who's like, um, like he's basically just famous for for being rich. He's kind of like Hugh Hefner. Like, how yeah. Hugh Hefner's just famous for having, like, a bunch of bitches. Right. And he's, he's a like, playboy. a rich guy. Yeah. Except for instead of being, like, Hugh Hefner's old, this guy's, like, 40 Young and, like, and jacked. Buff. And, like, yeah. But the, the way Beard. he made all his money was he was a professional gambler. And then the way he made a lot of money was he opened up, like, basically, like, one of, if not the, like, first online poker playing, like, yeah. websites where you could bet real money and stuff like that. And so okay. he's, like, crazy rich. And so that's his thing. So I like I had this idea after like looking at like some Kim Jong Gi drawings and shit, uh-huh. and I was like, dude, imagine a comic about a guy like Dan Blazarian, but instead of taking place in present time, it's like two, three hundred years in the future, and it's like instead of having a mansion, he owns like a fat spaceship that has just like hot ass bitches it all the imagine time. Imagine he owns a galaxy. Or he owns a galaxy. Not a galaxy, a solar system. That's more there appropriate. There we go. And then but then Let's you like follow him when we're talking about sci-fi. Please. Yeah, yeah, come on. As he like flies around and like has to do these like really intense gambling matches and like, you know, like with huge stakes where it's just like all right, I'll bet this planet. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like, and like. Oh, uh, but he just puts down like his planet keys that just look like car keys, but yeah, unlocks a fucking planet. Yeah, yeah I'll put my planet down. I'll yeah. put my planet down. But then, how like, much is it? Seven million acres. <laughs> oh, it's relatively small. Huh? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, okay? It's kind of a moon, but whatever. All right, fine. I'll throw in the moon. <laughs> to say. No, Wait, no, you no, have no, a like, moon with this? Tiny fucking pebble you have out in space, bro. I don't want this bet. This is shit. You want, I'm out. I'm what out. Do, what do you want me to do with seven million acres, bro? Can't shove seven million bitches in there and call it a day. Imagine the this aesthetic. This is some good writing of, material. Imagine the aesthetic of that comic that you can do. Cool. Like it's like the aesthetic of like a billionaire in like space. I'm thinking like um, 
uh, Space Dandy, honestly. It's like Space Dandy, but like in, in more of like a, instead of like a being an alien hunter, he's like a gambler. And instead of like always like trying to get I riches. I mean style. No, wise. yeah, the style like very colorful and stuff. Yeah. But instead of like always trying to get after girls, he just has tons yeah. of girls all the time. And if you made it like extra vulgar, where it's just like there's always just like girls in bodysuits like Evangelion. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure. Like the fascination with that story is you'd have to follow this character who's surrounded by girls, but he's just not interested in the girls anymore because like he's been living his entire it's life. It's just like life. regular to him. Yeah. So they're like always like swooning for his attention. He's like, just like tag. <laughs> yeah. When he but you know it's the milk out. <laughs> Because, like, this show would just be, like, it would be, like, the the exact polar opposite of the other ones where it's just, like, instead of a character who's just surrounded by girls and is constantly reacting to that fact, it's a guy who's just surrounded by girls and the camera is really setting up all the angles. All the angles are just, like... But... The, just, the character doesn't give a shit. He just, like, I need to find the best gamble I can. <laughs> but... I bet my penis. <laughs> I bet my dick. What? what? Anime <gasps> moment. Oh. <laughs> the Pokemon when the eyes get big and the, the weird mouth thing. Oh, oh dude, <clears throat> I sent them to you on Snapchat. Fuck me. I saved it though, right? I don't know. Did you save it? I just saved most of the conversations. So I, I, I have it on well, then look on your Snapchat. Dude, what? I don't know, man. You're already on your I've, phone, man. Well, but I didn't save it. You're the one who saved it. It's true. He's, 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 if can I, you if hold anyone, on to your phone, buddy? If you anyone know? saves it, um, that's why I hate iPhones. They everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna know. What? He dropped his phone, so you hate iPhone? That doesn't even make sense. That's why it's the point why I don't like iPhones. That, that makes no sense at all. Okay. This is so funny. Okay, let me see. I need to find... I need to find um, the, the, the thing that you said to me. Yeah, do that. I mean, I remember one of them. Because I knew that we wanted to talk some Tarantino. Oh, okay, so here we go. Okay. Quentin? Um... You said new school versus old school art. Yeah. Does art reflect society or does society reflect art? Yeah, that's the one I was super excited about. That one's cool. And deep analysis of a show or movie we've both seen, which we'll more than likely do anyway. But does, okay, so the, the real, the highlight, the question of all questions in this one was, does art reflect society or does society reflect art? Art reflects society. Yeah, art reflects society. That's a really that's 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 I'm gonna say cut and dry. I'm gonna take the opposite side, guys. I'm gonna say society reflects art. Like society reflects art as in like well I mean it's kind of a little bit of both. Cause it's like art reflects society because some guy decided to make an art piece about the society that he's in, but then at the same time society is there to actually evaluate the art and reflect off of that. I don't think art can exist without society. But society can't exist without art. Yeah, it can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying a sentence. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to rhyme here. No, but I feel like I feel like art is like what helps shape societies in many ways. And not the opposite. Well, I mean, in some cases the opposite, but I would say that good art is what is actually shaping society as opposed to people who are just like mimicking what they see but i think it's a product of whatever's going on in society and I it's think like it's, a commentary i think it more so highlights society maybe to the to the rest of everyone else so yes in that way it would shape but at society. that point it's more like a record like the way you keep a history book i wouldn't say history is like 
a history book is an art book. That's not like an impressive story. I mean, I mean, it's okay, okay, okay. It's an impressive story, but I'm saying like it, it's it's not like I would say wow. it's more like a a like a statement, you know, like this is like what happened. This is a record of what happened. Mm. Whereas I wouldn't really call that a piece of art. Like it could still shape art. us, though. I mean, in a sense, I think some... history shapes us. History definitely shapes us. Ha. But at the... I didn't say history didn't shape us. No, no, you didn't. No, you what didn't. I'm saying is that like that differs from somebody writing a novel. That's not the same. They're like two different but things. Yeah. I mean like like any nonfiction anything really is just like clear cut and then dry and you can still just as any piece of fictional work, you can interpret it however you want. Right. right. But his ideas came from you know, the person's ideas, the artist. Comes uh, from nonfiction. Well, they, they came from society. I mean, that's what inspired them eventually and brought them into it. You nonfiction. Know? Yeah. Whether it be the lack of what they had in society or what they what they uh, what they wanted or what was, mm. you know, that's what made them make Akira or Robert, you know, Quentin Tarantino be a really into red. Yeah, that's actually a big thing. What Tarantino being into bread, being into bread. Is yeah, that's red? what. But yeah, bread too. That's what they talk about the most when it comes to Tarantino and his fetishes. They're like, did you know that this guy really just loves bread? He actually said ba- baguettes. Yeah. Okay. Continuing on, though, as an expansion of the first question, do you think that art could still exist with a huge lack of society, like a post-apocalyptic situation? Kind of like, uh, think, um, um, fuck, Mad Max. Like, something like that. Do you think that could ever be plausible? I personally don't. Well, it does. I mean, I think in Mad Max it does. I mean, look at how the, I mean, to that depends, level though depends what you like. Because I could, I could believe like caveman paintings, but I couldn't well, believe someone decking out their car and fucking skulls that they like crapped it out of marble. I mean, it's because it looks dope. And that's <laughs> what art is. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's be real. It's like yeah, there's a meaning behind it, but that looks dope. Like, <laughs> that's why I'm picking that one. Do like, you think that'd be possible though, like at all? Because I think that's like, I mean, it's I don't think it's it fantastic. I think if like is, but but the thing is with Mad Max, why it's a bad example is because it's it's post apocalypse. The apocalypse is over. I mean, it's still kind of like happening society. almost. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still kind of happening. I guess, yeah. Now it's like no longer like a nuclear or like uh, or worldwide just like shitty weather apocalypse. It's like. The world is a giant derby apocalypse. Well, I think it's possible, but I think at they some like point also like <laughs> they like music. They have a guitarist hired to play on that one fucking car. Remember, yeah, so <laughs> he gives the anthem. He's in his red fucking PJ that's like jumpsuit. Your typical hist- hipster you see in a coffee shop. That's like the equivalent. Like that's what that guy is. <laughs> he had a double neck guitar. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy what? who sits there and he's just like writing, like, and they're like, what are you doing? Well, like, oh, if you think about it, like, okay, board. like a lot of armies back in the day would have like drummers and like fucking people who just held flags. They didn't even fucking right, fight. But that was they just like, went out and like fucking died. But that's holding like, a flag for but what like, I'm saying support. is like, that, that's like, that's <laughs> I don't like, know if that was the reason. I think it was to inspire everybody. Well, that's what I mean. Like they were like support. Like it's like, dude, oh. you're inspiring us by like carrying the flag and like intimidating the but that's like a demand. That, that's like a die. demand of someone else. But I'm saying like, that's not like, like the music they were playing was like some shit that they managed to learn, but like not art. like they didn't learn that art all throughout their battlefield lives. Like they didn't specifically learn how to drum 
every battle they went to. Like, all right, here's how you're gonna do your one one. Watch that cannon. One two one two. All right, get it. Like, no, he learned that at home, and then right. he went to war and played that drum. Right. I don't yeah. know. They, they they had a musicians like core back then. So like maybe maybe the guy was like, I would really like to play the drums, <laughs> like rather than shoot other people. I mean, Is I'm still just option? saying that like their yeah, lives weren't an entire battlefield. Like I feel like if your life was an entire battlefield, art would be like very secondary. It would probably well, not like it would be secondary, but at a certain point, so you have to consider like your secondary. team's like mental state of being. You know what I mean? So it's like... I'm saying that, like, people... Will, like, more than enough times, art only propulses in society when someone is paying the artist. For the most part. Like, Michelangelo did not just fucking paint the Sistine Chapel's ceiling for free. Well, yeah, but he, he was, like, a religious man. So when he did that, he did that for God. Not necessarily just for money. No, but I'm saying, like... He was, like, that, at the ultimate motivation. That's, that's like, that's like a just, like, Damn. look at the entire thing. Like, well, a they, whole... Like, like, they were being funded by people with money. But, exactly. like, you didn't... He didn't develop those kind of skills because he was getting paid to do it all the time. He developed those skills and then got paid to, like, showcase those skills. Right. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> that's that Alan Watts guy stuff. Yeah. I'm saying, like, in the in the sense of, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, he had to go through the proper studies to be able to do that. But either or, it's like, he studied to become a great painter, which got him a job that showed, like, all the people, like, hey, here's his work. But he didn't do it to make money, specifically. Uh, are we... Are we I mean, like, we're not going to say that he didn't do it to not get money. I'm sure that there was probably other benefits besides well, the like, money, but like money was that's like still a necessity like... to live as it always has been, but yeah. like his primary motivation wasn't like I'm going to become a painter so that I can make hella money. No. But at the same time it's like he he probably wouldn't have been able to paint as much as he did if he didn't make money. Yeah. Right. So it's like his propulsion towards him getting better and being able to paint more and being able to make these fat-ass pieces was realistically, like, able to get there because some, like, royal guy was like, hey, do a portrait of me. I feel like at the same time, though, if he was just making enough money to survive, he would have, like, the same amount of energy and time to put towards, like, developing. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe, like, maybe a hindrance to your environment around you causes you to... fucking lack in as much art as you could but potentially it causes you to grow potentially but i'm saying like the one musician that wasn't recognized and never got money who only got recognized after he died uh like it comes to mind there was this like uh i think this i think he was blind this blind blues african-american musician in the 1920s and like no one really knew of his name, and then he died falling asleep under a newspaper on the side of the road, and it was just raining, and, like, he died from the cold. And then, like, after he died, everyone was like, oh, fuck, he's amazing. It's like, well, it doesn't matter to him now. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, who's that? But, I mean, that, that's, like, maybe that wasn't his purpose, was to, like, be recognized as a great artist. Yeah, I mean, That's what I'm saying. That, they have different a, motivations other yeah, than maybe just, there's a like, lack of motive. There maybe like someone who picked up his music was like, wow, this is really good. We could share this with the world, right? But I'm and saying like if he got paid to have lived under a roof, he could have made more music, and then would have been recognized in the further events of his life because he didn't die in the rain. Stay out of the rain. But that's, that's like <laughs> stay out of the rain. Don't okay, so in a certain way, you're saying like I'm not saying that it's like the only thing. Like 
like prolonged, I yeah, guess. Like, it, it could be more conducive to like an art creating environment. Yeah. Like of course, if you have infinite funding and time, you have more time to create art. But I wouldn't say that means that society shapes art. Well, no, because I'd still say that like I think tragedy. Society up. definitely shapes art in the sense of like most of the big like. Like, most of the big styles that, like, propelled art into some new wave. Like, we have the Renaissance era. We have, uh... Tragedy. <laughs> we, we have, fuck, the Rococo style <coughs> that came in, where it was just, like, a bunch of people who, like, decided to, like, all right, now we're just only going to show, like, the peasant life, but in, like, a beneficial form. All right, like, but let's just look that, at like, the Renaissance it. real quick. One okay. step at a time, all right? All right. So what, be- what came right before the Renaissance? I'm not sure. Okay, so it's the Dark Ages, the time of zero art going on, basically zero hope going on, Mm -hmm. terrible economic circumstances due to endless wars that just ended. Crusades. Yeah. So then basically what happens, though, (laughs) Crusades is all all these new leaders start taking control because the war just ended. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, now we're in control. The primary place that this happened was in Italy. So what happened was that all these rich-ass Italian leaders <coughs> started funding a bunch of art because they wanted to become impressive mm. and, like, establish themselves, like, oh, I'm the new leader, well, so I need, like, fucking new robes, I need fucking a big-ass church, mm-hmm. I need all this type yeah, of shit. Yeah, a lot of it was the popes running... Yeah. Well, the popes pretty much ran the governments uh, back then, I mean, during the Renaissance. The popes in, in Italy... Popes and kings, baby. Yeah, well, the pope was higher than the king. I mean, in Italy... Yeah, sure. they, they, the king was a little bitch compared to the Pope. Like, <laughs> that was like kind of... That was that whole story of like great Japan. Time for art. <laughs> what? what? It reminds me of like the history of Japan where like Emperor just didn't mean shit. Oh, yeah, honest. yeah, yeah. They're just like, well, we still let him wear his little like, crown and shit. And he, and, and he has nice things. And he has nice things. But this is the real guy. <laughs> this the is the guy. real motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so continue, continue. You were, uh, you were on a... Okay, yeah. So then basically what happens is after they start getting like more... Funding, like, art starts becoming, like, spreading, like, wildfire and so on. It, like, develops. But, like, I think that some could kind of make the argument that the turnaround of society that unseemingly follows the Renaissance or Mm -hmm. during the Renaissance is created by the art and not the other way around. Like, the art inspired people to uplift their society and make it beautiful and make it great. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, okay, yeah. As opposed to like, oh, let's make society great. Well, at so the let's same make time, art. well, at the same time, though, the art is like the only visual perspective that we have in terms of like it probably highlighted a lot of keynotes. But that was like the kind of same thing with Rococo, which was like it was the style that like literally just embellished pe- peasant life style. So it was just like you would only see dudes who were like who couldn't afford anything but like their fucking instrument at hand, and they were just playing under the tree for all the children to like. Ah! yeah it's okay being poor but like realistically they were probably still having a shitty time being poor like they were like no we don't always just sit under the tree and play music because i need to afford to eat and i'm working and i still am not making enough money or whatever the fuck right so they use art as like a tool to like idealize a way of life like like television i mean like television programs you it's like oh here's a painting it's like this is peasant life you're like okay yeah but then you look around you're like this is this is is peasant peasant life (laughs) yeah well i i think it's weird that you guys are separating art from society in the first place like it's not the same they're not a part of each other well no they are but we're just trying to like figure out which one is like controlling the other one. I don't think either is controlling either. I think I, like, like I said, I think it's a little entity. bit of both. It's like the same thing as like your hand and your heart. Like, yeah, they're two different things, but it's like 
they're on the same body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yes, art influences the next part, step to society. I don't. I think society is considered one of the art is considered one of the the like the the, the keystones the key of like of, what makes of a society, society like a necessary is, is component. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like the society prior, including its art, influences the next step forward and changes society, like the eighties from the nineties, for example. Right. Right. The like, fashion sense changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's influenced change, from changes. the the you know kind of extreme sides of the 80s and and they kind of stepped on that and moved forward Mm. it's kind of like a popularity contest constantly where it's like everything is just being highlighted by like this is this is what this thing this moment is all about like this is the thing that highlights this moment and And now it's kind of i'm gonna take a little bit of that yeah i don't know maybe we'll do something (laughs) (laughs) but that's yeah and now it's kind of a confusing time because everything's melded together it's like we wear '90s clothes while wearing some '70s uh, clothes while wearing some uh, current day clothes, all in one outfit. Dude, that's, that's like <laughs> what our society is right now. It's nostalgia. Yeah, because yeah, now we're able to like look and reminisce. Nostalgia based society. It's weird because mm-hmm. it's how we were raised. Because we were raised by these families and parents from the '80s or '70s and or '60s. Whatever. They're all just highlighting whatever. their generation. And, and for some reason, their generation is constantly looking back. I feel like it's it's like and a not looking forward. A reason for that though is kind of like I don't know, maybe it's just my opinion, but I feel like a lot of new age stuff and not like technology-wise because of course like having an iPhone's way better than a flip phone, I guess, mm-hmm. but like specifically in the art world, I feel like things are just getting like worse and worse. So I mm-hmm. see like why it's like very appealing to just like look back in the past. Like it's like a lot of new movies that come out are shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like let's do another fucking remake mm-hmm. because that movie in the 80s was fucking great. Yeah. You know and it's like I feel like it's really strong with like music, man. I th- like, I think it's, it's like, strong with like every aspect. Cuz honestly it's like when we look at like like the Renaissance era. When you look at that era and you think of like the painters you can probably name, like, if you were an avid, like, history buff sl- slash, like... Art historian, art, art yeah. History, like, you could name, like, a solid, I don't know, like, 40 just off the top yeah, of your head. Yeah, dude. You'd be like, there's 40 of them badasses out there at that time that just Even, like, the average bloke it. could name, like, five, ten. Six, to Five seven. to ten. Like, somewhere yeah, around five there. Five to ten. Like, an average person. And so, like nowadays you think of like the amount of interesting artists and there's like there's hundreds that like so many different people are like oh yeah have you heard of this one no and then you look at them up and you're like wow this is some great shit but then at the all the meanwhile like the amount of shitty people that you also have the ability of recognizing are also like equally displayed oh yeah like back then i'm sure there was just as much shitty painters who were just doing little mediocre pieces in their house but like that's just a fair point none of that was like, ever brought recorded. up that's fair I, enough for I, nowadays you could like blow up even if you're like complete shit yeah, literally I think part of yeah. that though is also because uh that's a really good point man yeah. i did not think about that yeah there's like there's just like all this hidden shit that like was never brought up back then and now it's like it's right because if you're just like a shitty painter in the renaissance you just died nobody ever heard of you ever again and that was it like like your family knew you and they were just like yeah you're a shitty painter like my uncle yeah he fucking died but back then that's something people used to talk about now we have access to everything especially art yeah especially art we we could I could google search whatever I want and yeah you have it as my fucking screensaver the yeah. value of art has diminished because it's such a saturated market it was actually and funny nobody too. talks about artists anymore because 
it's easy. It, like it's well, not. It's not, not, not even art, just art. Not art. It's digital. Easy, you know the I mean? the value of digital. The digital world. Like not like. Don't think of it as like. Um, Online, you're like pretty much like a Digimon. Like think of like think of like the digital. And we're world, back to Digimon. In essence of like, not not that you're buying like a T-shirt on Amazon. Like not right. that. Like what people value in terms of like what they would like compare from a digital world to the real world. In movie theaters, you can value 14 bucks for this IMAX theater like experience that was just super awesome. The sound design was impeccable. Online, it's like sometimes people will bitch about having to pay five bucks for some like amazing thing that's just at their hand. But it's like the value of that digital world like be- is so small because there's so many things that allow you to get shit for free. Like, well, if you think about it, like, you, you wonder why you can have not... anything as your screensaver, right? Anything. But let's say, like, you're a digital artist, right? Like, it might take you a while to make a screensaver like these ones you have here, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, it'll also take you a while to make this as a painting. But mm-hmm. if you sold this as a painting, it's like, all right, that's like, I don't know, hundred bucks or thousand yeah. bucks or something. But it's like, as a screensaver, it was free. no one's going to pay anything for I it. I downloaded like, it for free. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you could just get it for free, but it's like the same amount of work. As soon effort. as people make or like those similar. painting frames that are just like, yeah, it's actually linked up to Google, so just look up whatever you want and just put it in the they frame. Have that they, yeah, as soon as that becomes just like everyone has that in their house, where it's like, yeah, this is like the most modern way to have a painting in your house. Just have a digital screen, you can change it to whatever you want. I mean, All right, but check this out. Check the actual out. value, though, like m- like mentally and just like heart-wise, where you're looking at it and you know that difference between like, that's a real fucking painting. Like, that, right. that's a painting. And then like, you just look around the house, it's just like digital screens that are displaying an image. There, There's that like weird intrinsic just thought about it, I feel, that would still resonate. But that's resonating with our generation, yeah, and, and maybe the next generation. But they don't give that, a shit about paintings at even, all. They're like, like, dude, you just what? That's just an what do you care? Copy. Like, what do you care, dude? It's fine. Like, like how I, pretentious? Like, I think I think we also take ourselves very seriously on that matter too. Yeah. yeah. No, of course. No, but but check this out. So here's. Did we just get like an echo now? Is that just me? No, yeah. it was something yeah, we sat. Something, something, uh, whatever. I don't know. I feel like I can hear myself like better now, kind of. Yeah, like I don't know. But I mean, like more delayed or something. More delayed. Nothing. Nothing's changed in the settings. Okay. Anyways, uh, though, I feel like uh, even though it's kind of like depressing to think about that, though, in a sense where it's like, okay, like how are you supposed to make money then, right? You're saying like we need funding. So like I kind of thought about that, but. Nowadays, you could get the funding in so many more ways that you don't need like a wealthy fucking billionaire ruler who just took over a well, kingdom who wants to buy your too. art. Everything's it's so much cheaper, cheaper, but it's like it has more access to the public. It's like yeah, I could get a millionaire to hire me a painter or hire me to do a portrait of him, or I could get a thousand people to buy my ninety-nine cent fucking mm-hmm. button or whatever mm-hmm. it is and make the same cash. So it's Easier like access for the everyday man. So we yes. also look at the difficulty difference too in, in art. Or That's what makes so much now. shit in art, by the way. What? What? The access to the everyday Joe. The guy uh, yeah. the guy that can make a shitty thing, sell in it for ninety nine cents to his hundreds of thousands of followers and still make a living. And it's like this guy is now commonly known. Like this yeah. is this is a piece that you can find at at least a hundred thousand homes. That is so crazy, dude. That's like weird. It's just yeah. weird. 
That is you see my point, though, right? I mean, think about it. Back then, to get a painting and have a painting done, uh, I mean, you have to be expensive. Rich. Yeah. It was expensive as, as yeah. shit. Getting the paints, the different colors. You're doing it by hand, so a way larger margin for error. Yeah. And now it's like you have Photoshop. You can actually use tools to make you do straight Control lines. Control Z. Everything. Control, Control Z. Z. Control Z is the fucking yeah. shit, bro. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, it kind of changed. I mean, digital art is kind of what's killing the art industry, in my personal yeah. opinion. Honestly, like... I'll be the first to say it. I draw, like, all like all my art is digital. But, like, I'm telling you right now, if I had to stick to paper, I'd still probably be, like, either too embarrassed to be, like, showing my art to anybody mm. or just be drawing something that I've been drawing for so long that it's becoming repetitive in its nature and it's not anything interesting. Yeah, dude. Like, drawing on paper is, is fucking difficult. It's rough, dude. Yeah. It's rough terrain. It's just like, it's a pun, you know, you make one fucking literal. mistake and it's like, oh, well. Yeah. Nah, I guess this is over. <laughs> if it's a yeah. pencil, it's like, I guess I'll leave a fucking eraser mark on this. Like, and then your kind of, your slight OCD kicks in where you're like, oh, god damn it. Like, now it's not. Now I just That's have this memory of my look. fuck up just staring me in the face. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. crazy. So imagine how hard that shit was. Like, I gotta get this Mona Lisa chick right. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? dude. <laughs> like, I cannot <gasps> fuck this up. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine, like, those painters who just did the giant set pieces. Like, you uh, ever dude. gone to those Renaissance museums and you just see oh, those dude. pieces that are, like, fucking insane. Dude, yes. When I was in Japan, I was hanging out with my with my boy and he was like, it was kind of random. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember what the, like, occasion was, but basically he, like, took me on a date. For no reason. Oh, he was wow. just like, you want to hang out? And I was like, sure. He took me to go buy new pants, and then he paid for me to go to sushi, and then he took me to a fucking art museum. Wow. <laughs> it was dope as fuck. But dude, the paintings sure in there. it wasn't a date? No, it was a date, but I was just confused with like, what the occasion was. Did you guys like do anything? Like after? Did, did he, he like you your situation? Did he hold your hand at least? I mean, come on. Come on. Do you guys still talk? Yeah. I still talk to him sometimes. Does he ever, like, want to come out and, like, stage your place? Oh, he's, nah, he's going like to come it's out. Like, it's like that 4 a.m. text, like, think you, up? To <laughs> you up? You <laughs> up? No, no, no. No, but he Why is going to come out here. You guys will get to meet him what one day. What are you doing? Wonderful. His name's Wonderful. Masayuki. He's dope. Masayuki. But, um, so dope. shout out to Masayuki. But, uh, but, yeah, dude, the fucking paintings there, they were, like, six foot by, like, four foot, and they were huge. And, and they, they were just fucking miraculous. Yeah. Like, there, there's, like, there's, there's so many things in those paintings like i love the ones that hold like 48 people just all so detailed and they're all just like looking all over the place and pointing. yeah dude. yeah did he buy you the pants no okay uh, <laughs> he didn't buy that's a good pants. question that would be yeah. way weird yeah. I, I think you'd look really good in this <laughs> <laughs> he did give me his opinion he doesn't dude. realize that they're like assless chaps and he's just <laughs> walking around. i was like god my buns are cold tonight <laughs> it's okay this, don't worry about it don't look behind you don't look behind you <laughs> yeah but um yeah but that was a good time but uh but yeah i don't know i don't know what's up with that it is the degree of difficulty but hmm. i don't know it's a tricky situation yeah digital is i think it's just i think easy access is just like it's fair it makes the world a fairer place i suppose and it's like now we're in a we're in this day and age where i could just know everything about anyone right now yeah. And for the most part, I'm given information about everybody when I didn't even ask for it. 
So, yeah, I feel like the empathy levels of just the entire world have kind of risen up by, like, a degree or two. And people are just reacting in a way where it's like, yeah, we have to make it kind of a fairer place. Everyone is a special snowflake, even though they also are pieces of shit as well. So we just kind of have to start caring. I feel like people don't know how much to care, though. They're kind of confused about that right now, which is why so many people are Yeah, that's like a big problem we have right now. It's like, how much do you care about other people? How much should you care about other people? Like, you should also kind of... It's like zero is a little bit too less, but caring a lot is like... Dangerous too. too much. Dangerous. Like extremist anything is scary. Dude, like, dude, I'm gonna blow your mind. Have you guys fucking seen the movie Coraline? Uh no. I've heard about it for eight yeah. years now. Yeah, have you I've seen, seen it? I've seen it like uh, art style wise, it's very cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's Play-Doh. a kids movie, right? Yeah. And Tim um Tim Burton, yeah. yeah. And so it's already kind of got that like creepy style to it, right? Yeah. And um it's a fucking good movie, dude, but it has, like, some deep messaging behind it. Mm. So, basically, what happens is, like, this little girl... I'm just gonna spoil the whole fucking movie. Well, at so this point, it's this like, little girl, we haven't seen it. Yeah, I know. I don't give a shit, though. So, right. so this little girl <laughs> and her fair. family move into this, like, home that's, like, been broken into, like, little apartments, basically. Uh-huh. So, it's like... But it's all... It's like an apartment complex, but it looks like a house. Okay. Kind of. And it's kind of funny. So she has, like, some neighbors and shit. And what happens is she finds this door in her, like, house that leads to another world. And in that world, it looks the exact same as the other world, except for everyone has buttons for eyes. And everyone's, like, amazing. Like, her mom and her dad... Are not shitty people. Yeah. Like, well, in, in, in 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 the original world, they're not necessarily shitty, but, like... They're, like, busy with work and stuff, and she'll, like, come in and be, mm-hmm. like, you know, play with me, and they're, like, dude, I'm trying to do work. Can you, like, get out? And she's, mm-hmm. like, no, play with me, play with me, and just, they're, like, dude, shut up. Like, they're kind of, like, firm, and it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, oh, I don't like these parents, but, mm-hmm. like, they're doing their shit. And so then, yes, and she goes into this other world, and the mom's, like, oh, dude, just, like, here you go, fucking cake for dinner that I baked for you. Your dad's not busy at all. In fact, he just wrote a piano song about you, and he's, like, oh, I love Coraline. <laughs> and you're just, like, oh, okay, this is the fucking shit. And, like, everything is her way. Like, she has a friend in the real world who she fucking hates. He's, like, super annoying. And she's, like, you're a weirdo. I don't like you. And then she goes into the other world, and the mom of that world makes it so he can't talk. So his mouth is sewed shut. But like, so he like can't annoy her. And she loves it at first, right? She's like, oh, this is great. Like, he doesn't talk. He's the best best friend, you know what I mean? So like everything's like perfect in this world. But then, um, but then of course, like in the end, it turns out that the fucking mom is actually not even her mom. It's like a fucking giant spider monster who wants to just like consume her and like eat her and force her to put the buttons on the eyes. Right? Like, that's what the thing is. She's like, oh, you don't have to go back to the real world. All you have to do is let me sew buttons over your eyes. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Right? So then that's when things start escalating. these buttons, like, closing yourself off and just, like... So, dude, like, what I took from it personally was I was like, okay. So, like, have you guys heard the idea of the overbearing mother? Right? So the overbearing mother is the concept of the mother who cares too much Mm -hmm. that they shield their, like, kids from the real world Mm -hmm. and try to control every single aspect of the child's life, refusing to expose them to anything dangerous because, like, they don't want their kids to get hurt. But as a result, they, like, create them... 
a, such a vulnerable person. That they end up getting hurt way more in the end. Yeah. And it's like such a selfish thing to do because you want to be the child's world. So it's like you consume them. And so it's like you consume them in your web. And it's like she's a fucking spider who literally traps the girl in a web in one scene and wants to put buttons over her eyes to protect her from the real world. And I was just like, holy fuck, man. The like symbolism in this movie. So this is an it's like top thing. So it's like kind of like the idea of it's like, all right, here's reality. And it's like, yeah, it sucks. Sometimes your parents are fucking busy and they can't fucking hang out with you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but in your ideal world, like the parents do whatever you say and they make you cake. But it's like, that's not the world you want to live in. Mm-hmm. That's like, you think that's the world you want to live in, but that's not reality. So you don't want to be in that world mm-hmm. because it's best to be in reality. I like how it's shown through that. Just like, even for like people who had second doubts, like, yeah, but I kind of want to be that. It was like, make the mother a spider. <laughs> make, oh, yeah. Turn her into a Let's fucking back spider. It up. And make her sew stuff on her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, that's what'll happen if you get what you want. <laughs> well, the eyes are like creepy from the get-go, but then like, you kind of just Some like... time it phases out. But it phases out because like, the mom is like, so nice. Like, she's like, baking her stuff. She's like, tucks her in, which I guess her parents don't tuck her in or something. They like, read her a book to bed and shit. And then like, and then when she wakes up in the morning, she's back in the reality. So then she's like, oh, okay, this is cool. But then once she kind of starts seeing that the mother's like crazy, now she goes to bed, but she keeps waking up in the fictional world. Oh, God. So she's like trying to get back. And like, I don't know. It's like, it's it's a fucking good movie, actually. And it has like really cool, like, Ooh. just like symbolism. In I'm the 100% sure it. someone's already brought like some schizophrenic, like, theory to this movie. I'd imagine with something like that. Like either the schizophrenic mother or the schizophrenic daughter. Maybe, yeah. Schizophrenic mother. I, I don't know. The I, bipolar I, mother. Sorry. Not possibly. Possibly. Bipolar. But I think, I think, well, of course, my got opinion. Got the back and, you know, she lives in this world and she lives in the world for like two weeks and then she's like, the mom has to be, mom and dad have to be like, we love you, honey, but the house is getting foreclosed on. We don't have a job because we've been doing everything you want. <laughs> so, we're on the street. Oh, dude, I forgot to add another fucking also, aspect. Also, I'm being arrested for sewing that kid's mouth shut. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that, this is another cool aspect, though, is in the fictional world, the only thing that actually exists is the mother. Everything else is like a created puppet that she creates. Oh, God. Yeah. So it's like, it's really cool because it's like the mother is like manipulating the entire world. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is like every single thing in there is like... um her creation. The dad is not the dad with buttons. He's a fucking just like puppet. a puppet that she made. And then like, um, yeah. And it's like, and then like also she discovers that if you like try and leave the house and run away, it gets to a point where she hasn't created anything anymore. Oh. And then all of a sudden you just pop back out at the other side. Oh. So it's like, it's just like you're in this like little fictional world that she created. That's only her house and yard. I wonder if Tim Burton has had like a personal experience with an overbearing mother. I think Tim Burton's just a psychopath. No, I think he's like he's, he's like aware. Of I how feel like he's like is. aware of it. Yeah, I don't think he's like. Yeah, or it doesn't come across that way. I mean, it did it didn't give me like schizophrenic type crazy person vibes. It, it seemed like just like an innocent like. No, yeah, no. I so think I think just people kids. like read into things too much. Everyone always wants to jump at every kids movie and be like, "It's schizophrenia." Yeah, it's, I feel like they do. Although that there's a, there's a fucking great one about the Ed, Ed and Eddie show being like. Uh, 
like the entire cul-de-sac is like their limbo uh, sort of purgatory area. Oh, and I think I've kids read that. that died from like different Dad generations. Angelica is the only real character in Rugrats. Oh, I oh, heard yeah. that one too. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's Everyone bugged. else is dead, and I'm just like, yeah. And all the parents hang out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and all our kids died. Let's all just. You want to hang? Talk. You want to get some tea or something? Yeah. I'm going to try and invent stuff in the basement. <laughs> you guys can hang out upstairs. <laughs> try and invent stuff in the basement. I forgot that it was fucking. That was his job. Oh, no, no, no. He, wait, wait, wait. He made wait. kids' toys. He made. He, he was fuck. an inventor. I, for some reason, have, like, this memory of seeing him on the television with the tie. And, like, he was... Yeah, really he has yeah, that's tie in the always. movie for when they go to Paris. Rugrats go to Paris? Is Rugrats go to Paris. Or, no, no, that's actually the first one. The the one where they have a, a baby. Mm. Another baby. An additional baby, I should say. Because there's Jesus. multiple... Yeah, there's multiple babies in that. I think I It's when Tommy one. gets a little... Sibling. Curse the Cowardly Dog. Oh my one. god, that show's phenomenal, bro. Yeah. Courage the Cowardly Dog, are you kidding me? It's pretty dope. That 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 is a really good show, dude. That show's scared. Like me the fucking dad in that show it, it, or not the dad, but like, you know, the fucking guy. What's his name? You guys know what I'm yeah, yeah, with Earl? like the fucking hat and like I think it was Earl or something. Earl? I don't know. I don't remember his name. I don't remember. He was such a like fucking that. funny character, dude. He was I watched such a piece that of show shit. That... I hated him. Yeah, Bad no, dog. he's a piece of shit, but like. Bad dog. But don't you realize that's just what the dog's perspective was? It wasn't what the guy yeah. really is. Yeah. Because he doesn't true. understand English. Like, the... he's just. <laughs> Stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a dumbass dog. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's, that's how the dog right. would talk. <laughs> Okay, that's a dog just barking in the car. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, shut up. <laughs> like, shut up, you stupid oh dog. Oh my gosh. I can't hang out with my wife because you won't leave her alone. That's amazing. Actually, no, I kind of sympathize with him. Like, yeah, imagine this dog that just always runs up to you and he's just he just barks at your face for like 30 minutes. You're like, dude, fucking what? Yeah, and your wife's always babying it. Like baking at pies and shit, right? And you yeah, don't and have a you, social life. You live you in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Literally, literally, they literally live in the middle of the nowhere. Isn't that like what they yeah. always say in the show? It's like in the middle. No, because that's what the that's the dog's perspective. The dog only knows that. This house. was the theory. This was the theory that was created, where it was like the dog's perspective and like. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually just a house that was probably somewhere in the middle of the neighborhood. And all the monsters were just like. The normal man, everyday doctor, situations. A yeah. person, like a doctor, they were just normal <laughs> yeah. things. He just thought that that's just what a dog thinks. Think about it. When you take a dog to the vet, it's scared. Like, mm. It doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And it's freaking out. That's what the dog sees in its head. Courage the Cowardly Dog is and I quite see it, but I feel like, I feel he like runs it was outside more like a face house, value like, show. He runs outside of the house a lot of times, and sometimes he even goes on a plane to chase the bad guys. Yeah, I feel like That's it's true. like... He skydived once. Yeah, That's he true. does a lot of shit. It's a little I feel like on. there was an episode... <laughs> it's a little later on. He learned. He's a good dog. I feel like he like makes a tank at one point in time, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. yeah, I feel like maybe it's... There's, I feel like it's like a very face value show. There's it's some just highlight like, keynotes of that show when he gets called a good dog by that character, the guy. Yeah. That, that Eugene. Like, Eugene. Eugene. That's his name, right? I'm pretty Probably. sure it's Eugene. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Eugene. Yeah. I'm like a 50-50... 
I'm like I'm pretty 60, good chance. 40, yeah, I'll take 64. I'll jump on that trade. 60, 40? 40% okay. chance. That's a good that's right. That's a good no, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we started from fucking, like, does art reflect society? Like saying, you know, society. fucking. What about Cat Dog? Oh, I was just actually going to bring that up after. No, dude, occurred. there's so many good shows from that. I know. Ren and Stimpy? Oh, Did you see Ren and Stimpy? Uh, I didn't see Ren and Stimpy. The Scary Rocket Power? Rocket Power was dope. Scary Little Monsters was great. That was a trip. That was like Tim Burton. (laughs) Yeah, that was a trip. That show was weird, dude. That show was weird. Same with Ren and Stimpy. I'm telling you, dude, some of the shows back then were just like, dude, what? Like, they showed us this shit? Yeah. Yeah, what was the movies in the Thankfully, though, that sparked, like, my entire, like, wanting of drawing weird things, which is, like, why I draw the way I do today. So, I mean, I'm kind of thankful for those weird-ass, trippy cartoons. They were great. Yeah. Was it Chicken and Cow? Chicken and Cow, dude. What the fuck? Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo, dude. Kids Next Door. Kids next door. Johnny Bravo did not teach like ethics to young boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, there were it some episodes. There were <laughs> there were some episodes that did like have Johnny Bravo get just like pushed on his ass. He's like, oh, every I, episode, I gotta be a better person. He never got the girl. No, was, he never got the that, girl, but, like, he never learned to be a better person either. He was just oh, like, no. well, fuck it. <laughs> just, like, kept walking down the road. Oh. I mean, I missed that. The, the show didn't really have a point. No. It, it was, was like a space funny. dandy, almost. Yeah. Or it's just well, like, it was, like, it was, it was just, just kind of, like, based off Pepe, Pepe Le, the skunk, the fucking yeah, Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. Oh, really? Yeah, just that really? idea of, like, a character who's just, like... Trying to get at everyone. Trying to get at everyone, yeah. Any cute thing that walks away, he's like, Oh, let's go! Hey, mama. Yeah. Johnny Bravo was just kind of like another iteration of that character, but now it's like, I feel like it'd be weird. Be funny. That's all it is. It's just, have a funny show. Mm -hmm. And now it seems like we're we're safeguarding so much that it's like... Everything has to have a point in the morals background. Frozen 2? Did you fucking hear about that, dude? I got mad. <sighs> bro, dude, I'm not even happy with Frozen 1. Bro. Me neither. Are you fucking Frozen kidding one. me? Me fucking neither. Dude, Yo, but just Tangled like... was good. Tangled was good? Did you see it? Yeah, I saw Tangled. You I was like, you oh, fucked Tangled. Kind of I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see it, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I didn't see it either, but I, I honestly haven't been impressed with anything Disney's done in the last, like, ten years. Frozen was just Toy some Story hype. 3? Toy Story 3, okay. It but... was bad. No, it was bad. I thought it was bad. They should have killed like them all Story off at the end. I honestly, I was ready for that ending. When they were, like, going down into the pit, I was like, you know what? It would have been perfect. No, it wouldn't. It would have left a huge <laughs> yeah, fucking hole in the story. Well, no, not a hole, an end. No, like I feel to our childhood. I feel like, like yeah, but I feel like the them series. being recycled wasn't. The I feel worst like thing I feel like, like them you know, handing the off. Either. I feel like them handing off the toys because like that's what I did with a lot of my old toys. Was yeah, like they were given, them. they were donated and given off to some other kids. So like it, that resonated with me. I'm pissed off that they're making a Toy Story four. They because are it, yeah, dude, and it's like now it's like it's not Andy anymore. Which is like, I guess it's probably kind of selfish because Andy was just like, that's me as a boy. But like, like it's still like, just don't make a new kid. Andy yeah, was fine. Uh, this is what I'm saying, dude. They just keep making remakes and continuing series. It's like, they're it's so like, fucking dude, out of ideas. It's some original content here. Like, let's not pretend like she kept all the army men and stuff. Like, no, she didn't. Characters. She better be a tomboy, dude. Yeah. Like she, she, she grows up a dyke or else this doesn't work. Yeah. No. This doesn't work. Because you're going to kill off important characters. Like, yeah, 
And then they're going to bring in new characters. Oh, my God. It's going to be that whole funny segue of how all these boy toys have to mingle with the girl toys. Because that wasn't already a joke in Toy Story 2 when they ran into the Barbies. Or Toy Story 1 when, you know. Oh, no, you're right. Toy Story 2, yeah. That's when Jesse comes along, right? And they'll go to the mall. Yeah. Yeah. That was a level in Kingdom Hearts 3. Good level. Oh, wow. Anyways, but yeah, dude, fucking, um... Uh, sucked. I understand. <laughs> He's like, I understand, understand completely. He's like, I can't even, I can't even do I'm not, I, I can't defend it. Like, I just love to hear other people's opinions, just because, like, mine is sort of, like, super biased. It's, like, nostalgia heavy. I like, love that series. And it's just like, you screwed up the story. You did a story about a game where you, that's like taking, like... This is like a whole forty-minute conversation, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I <laughs> We're know. already at an hour fifty-four. I know. I know. I know. It's uh, crazy. The first uh, twenty minutes my... went slow. I was like, "Oh man, we only been twenty minutes," and it's I like know. you blink. It's like, "Oh, hour and a half." Yeah. <laughs> I'll make my point very quickly. Gotcha. So, uh, it's like taking right, Halo ODST <laughs> and and like and then playing trying to play Halo Four, and it doesn't. Halo Four doesn't make sense because you didn't play Halo ODST, which is a spinoff game. Oh yeah, it that doesn't work. It yeah. shouldn't be that way. Oh, yeah. for if sure. it's one, two, and three, one, two, and three is individual games should be a single mm-hmm. story like entity. Like you shouldn't have to have all these mm-hmm. twenty spinoffs. No, you and took it's too like long to make a game. The, the main fucking issue was just this. The fucking team decided to just write it out. Like it's like you know how Japanese people go ahead to like write something innovative quote-unquote innovative when they run out of ideas, but they still have to... Just put in some amnesia, put in some fucking, like, character that came in from a different time and forgot his past. Just anything like that, and that's how you resolve most of the, like, black... Like, that. just... Where do we go with this one? Uh, Amnesia! Time travel! Amnesia! Uh, He's not the same person. Uh, And that's it. That's literally (laughs) it. That's it. And, like, that's, yeah, the Kingdom Hearts is just, like, all fucking chock full of it. Like, every, every way you look, it's yeah. just so confusing. I didn't play any of the spinoffs, but so you know what? I didn't know, you know what the fuck was going on. You know what the sad shit is? Is like, like, Final Fantasy VII is that same story, but it's just one game. So it's, like, yeah, perfect. <laughs> like, it's a <laughs> great story. Dude, Final Fantasy VII, you know it's coming to the Switch, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. coming to the Switch. Final Fantasy IX. I want dude. ten. Oh, ten's coming out, too? Yeah, I know. But dude, that, the, the, my the Final Fantasy VII like remake. I haven't played the ten. Remake. Dude. You haven't played ten? No. Oh, ten. Was I'm just like at this dope. point. I'm ten just was the waiting first one where they the had fucking... voice acting. Yeah, man. I enjoyed the fuck out dude, of seven though. The dude. intro cutscene of ten <laughs> is so fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. You just get this entire like pretty much. Titus is just like playing. Uh, what was the game? The b- 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 ball. Blitzball. Blitzball. Oh, Blitzball. Was oh, dude, other? I remember yeah. that intro. We watched that at Chris's theater, mm. right? We watched that on Mushrooms, I think. Oh, we did, And dude. we got our minds, like, just severed Oh, dude, I remember that shit, like, hurt my brain. Like, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so in the water, outside. I had to, like, go splash water on my face, like, in the fuck, air? The <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like you're being launched into the center of, like, the, like, the most intense anime part of this world, and you're like, wait, what sport are you guys playing? There's a fucking tidal wave tower <laughs> in this city that's on top of well, I, I, I don't know if you guys are seeing this, but like, and all you're just like you're sitting, there. you're sitting like front stage, tripping on mushrooms. Like that's that's hard to take in, man. That's a lot to conceptualize in like about two minutes. <laughs> it was fucking. But the dope, fucking dope. music, it was like heavy metal music. Dude, was everything dope. was awesome in ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, ten was great. It was the first one I really finished. I think. Mm-hmm. 
film. That ending made me cry so hard, too. <sighs> Stop it. Tearjerker. Tear yeah, jerker. I'm gonna have to play both of those. FF7 remake, though, still running on, like, Square Enix's engine that they did with 15. It's a good engine. The director of 15, though, apparently fucking hated how 15 came out. And so, that's where Kingdom Hearts is gonna continue on, by the way. Now it's, like, they're throwing away Disney. It's gonna be, like, Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy oriented. Like, they, instead of Disney worlds, it's video game worlds that are part of Square Enix's shit. So, that should be interesting. <laughs> I end suppose. It. You already killed your series. Just end it. <laughs> just, just get They're it not going to end it. I, I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, as soon as I saw the new engine, I was like, these motherfuckers are going to milk this cow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are they going to actually Everything put out a game Everything is milked sooner than 14 years. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, if you played the in-between games, it was only like three or four. <laughs> just the sound of you scratching your leg after that. <laughs> when was Kingdom Hearts 3 originally Kingdom Hearts announced? 1 was 2002. Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced, like, fucking... 2001. <laughs> <laughs> 2001. It's been about as... No, it was long as fuck. Way. It was, like, 2012, I think. Jesus it. It Christ. Ridiculous. It's kind of incredible that that even came out after that. Yeah. You know, what? Honestly, it sucks, though. When you, when you announce anything that early, it's like that hype train just builds up. You can't stop it. Even people who were saying, like, boycott the hype. Don't listen to the hype. Just let the game come out and just enjoy it objectively from there. Like, stop biasing your fucking, your your predispositioned idea to what this thing could be. Like, just let it be the B. Right. And, uh... Let it be the B. <laughs> no matter what, even if you hold that opinion, that hype train is still building up over the years. Because you're just like, man, oh man, it's been so long. Yeah. My yeah, emotional, like... But, yeah. Good game. Kingdom Hearts 2 is still the best one. By far. Yeah. By far. So it was announced five years before they went into development. <laughs> oh my oh god. My god. Uh, and let me see when. I mean, regardless, everyone knew it was coming. Because Kingdom Hearts 2 in it, and it was like, okay, well, there's going to be three, obviously. But, but it's yeah. like, people just had no idea when. And they were like, it's going to be like, maybe like six years down the road, like after Kingdom Hearts yeah, 2. like an indefinite amount of time, there will be another video game. After Kingdom Hearts 2, it was like 13 year wait. Oh my gosh, there's Dude, wait, I'm just going to touch on this real quick. So Go I never ahead. got to We're, this. We've talked enough Kingdom Hearts on this podcast. Anyways. Oh my god, I know. But um, and I, the last time too, like I... So 2008 is when it was originally announced. Jesus. Yeah, that's 10 years, Jesus. That's, that's ridiculous. But, um, but yeah, I couldn't even contribute to the Kingdom Hearts conversation yeah, last time either because I still haven't right, played any right. of them. But, um, but yeah, so back to that original anime that I was talking about at the beginning that I was talking about last episode. So I finished it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say anything about the ending. I just wanted to say this, that... I had read a lot of stuff online that people did not like the ending, so I was just kind of expecting the ending to suck, mm-hmm. and instead of sucking, it was not only not disappointing, I thought it was fucking spectacular. Really? Yeah, like, I loved the ending. Like, literally, the ending brought the show up so much that I was like, dude, that's a top 10 show I've seen. What? That was a top 10 show I've seen, and that, there's probably a little bit of recency bias there, but still, I'd say it's a top 10 show, minus the fact or, like, including the fact that I would mentioned before about how, like, the robots are, like, animated in a way that I do not enjoy at all. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, other than that, like, that's, like, the main critique I have of the show is, like, I just really don't enjoy the robot aspect of it. Not that I don't like robots. It's just, like, the way they animate it is just, like, could you not animate them like that? Gotcha. But, like, even including that, like, it's just, like, I'd still give it, like, 
Top 10. Damn, what kind of, like, vibes did this ending give off? Like, fucking Evangelion, Berserk-type level shit? Or, like, what? Like, what made you be just, like, so adamant now that, like, you saw the end? Honestly, like, I think part of it also relates to, like, a, a bias that I have of just, like, like the theme that it kind of touches on. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of, like, it's a little bit robot. of, like, that, like... Um, like peak of techno technological society uh-huh. in comparison to sex with robots. No, no, it has nothing to do with sex with robots. That's the peak. <laughs> like, no, 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 we no. made it. <laughs> we fucked a robot, boys. Fucked it's over. a robot. No, just like that, like that, like you know how Evangelion's like basically it's like okay we're at the peak here and we're like battling like you could say the angels are kind of like nature mm-hmm. right like in a way like it's like. This is, like, Earth. This is, like, natural. Here's all the fucking, like, technology that we have. And we're, like, at the pinnacle here Mm -hmm. where it's just, like, a battle. It's kind of like that. Like, they reach, like, the apex of just, like, there's, like, no better we can get. But we're facing, like, a force that's, like, equally as, like, strong. And, like... A movable force. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then, like... What's really cool about it is, like, I'm not going to say anything about it, but they bring in, like, a third dynamic. I blended the two there in one. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they bring in, like, a third dynamic that you just, like, don't see coming. And I think that's why a lot of people didn't like the ending, because the third dynamic, like, just, comes out just changes, like, the whole, like, magnitude of everything. You're like, okay, this we thought it was about this, and it's like, this just fucked all that up. You know what I mean? But, like, for me, I was like, that's fucking awesome. Mm. But I could kind of see how some people would just be like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. You know? That's, like, like that's... But it does thing, come out of the blue. It's Japanese writing, though. It's, like, well, that's kind of fine with it. Um, it it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, everything in the show for, like... Remember I told you, like, I wasn't getting basic answers until episode 19 out of 24. Mm-hmm. Remember I was telling you about that? I mean, I like that. It's, like, you have, like, a full game of cards has been going on and then someone just lays down like a joker card out of Dude. nowhere and, and it's then like, it's like Whoa. boom episode 20 twice as many answers 21 fucking way more shit happens like it's like all this shit happens in the last five episodes that's just like dude like 10 times as much stuff happened in those final episodes than the mm. previous 19 but i still enjoyed the first 19 like it was just like a slow like build up at some points it's kind of just episodical like it's like you know how some Evangelion episodes, like, it's just, like, this oh, it's another thing. angel. It's just, yeah. like, another little small situation that they deal with, and mm-hmm. it gets handled, and it's, like, could probably be removed or replaced with a different part and, like, still work overall. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, and then all of a sudden shit starts happening that you're just, like, god damn. Like, emotional prices. Yeah. But I also just love that kind of, like, genre, like, that Evangelion, you yeah. know, like, genre type thing. So Makes me think of The Mist, though. You guys, you saw the mist, right? Yeah, the 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 mist, the, the Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone hated the ending for that movie. Yeah, I I and don't know how to feel about it to be honest. I kind of like, I kind of really, love it. I kind of hate it. I mean, you you hate it because you want the happy ever ender ever after thing, but like in in the situation no, he was in, he was that. doing the right thing. I think I think I just hated it because it was, it was just like the it was like the downright just like. It was like it was like someone slamming the ending with like nope like just a big nope to everything that you yeah. thought could happen. It was just like fucking it's god. Kind of what was brilliant about it. Yeah. See it? No, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I seen the movie. I, I don't know. I, I kinda like come from the part it? though where it's like Sorry. I want I like endings that like I don't know. That kind of have like I guess you could say, like, the happy ending. It doesn't necessarily have to be happy for me, but I think it kind of has, like, 
you know, like a set of like hope or inspiration. Well, think about it. Like um, his his goal was to get out of hell, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what that was. That's what the mist was. It was it was the dimension of hell pouring over, right? And the last thing he that happens before he leaves hell is he pretty much goes into his own personal hell. Yeah. Of losing his family and kids. He doesn't escape it. Like, now it's inescapable. That's kind of the price you have to pay for escaping something like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's 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 the thing. Like, he had to sacrifice everything. And, it, like, he thought he was protecting them because he thought there was a fucking monster outside. And uh turns out, like, now he's stuck in his own personal hell. Like, he, he has to live with that. With the fact and... that, like, if you just waited, like, an extra minute, <laughs> an extra <laughs> minute, it would have all been just like, let's get out of here, guys. <laughs> to me, that was the idea that, like, it got him anyway. Like, at the end, it yeah. got him. Like, yeah. the mist did get him, too. Yeah. He didn't die, though. <laughs> he has to live with it, so he got it the worst out of everybody. Yeah. The mist did the most powerful attack. By leaving. It's super <laughs> effective. It's super effective. The mist abandoned. He used the, con- confu- the misused confusion. And fucking. Oh. <laughs> confusion and then left the fight. And just left them with the fact that you killed your entire family. It was awesome. <laughs> killed his entire Honestly, it putting was... it in that perspective, no, yeah, that is pretty fucking awesome. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good ending because it made you being like, what? <laughs> like, the shock you felt as a viewer to invoke that emotion was brilliant. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> that's fucking true. I mean, to be honest, it's like, I'm I'm always looking for, like, some sort of fucking feeling if I can, like, finish the movie, yeah. so. Yeah. If, so, it did, that... In that sense, it was very fucking and it was successful. also yeah, like was pretty surprising. I say for a while, yeah, <laughs> I was pretty pissed off too. I was like, he just kills him. You want to talk about being pissed off? You can't just fucking do that. If you want to talk about being pissed off, you watch Berserk, right? Huh? You watch Berserk. That's what you do if you want to get pissed off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The 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 genius about it though is because it's called Berserk and it makes you want to go Berserk. Yeah. I'm just curious as to how something because I hear the. I'm not sure if the comics are coming to an ending or not, but I hear I think that they're, they're, like, in their ending arc. Yeah, and, like, I can't even imagine what kind of final repercussion is going to be set up. Either or, though, I don't think anything will be able to match up with the end of the Golden Age arc, because that shit... Oh, dude, no, it's just, like... That shit is so Because that's, that's, like, the motivating thing, right? Yeah. So it's, like, even the ape, the pinnacle of, like, the conflict can't even, like match like what started yeah the fucking conflict, i think it'll you know? probably just have the strong emotional cue because it'll re- all it will refer back to that moment plenty i'd imagine yeah, they'll be like well it's ending so in the well, middle also of i haven't read enough of the comic to like know what else has happened oh dude, so there could have been some, some like, other shit there, that's the going thing about on this that, like fucking show is there's so many moments that are just like amazing highlights like i can still see like these two-page displays that he's got going on. Where How it's far like, have you read? I read into... So I finished the Golden Age arc. I got past this... Uh, there's this point where he, like, deals with, like, the religious tyranny. Where it's, like, it's pretty... Have you fucking gone into that chapter, dude? No, it's dude. It's amazing. It's, like, there's this, like... I haven't even read, like, up to where I finished the movies. Oh, okay. So you yeah. haven't finished the Golden Age arc. No. Dude, there's some amazing moments in the aftermath where, like, pretty much... The kind of shitty thing is that the entire sort of 
ploy of like this revenge thing is like he's trying to kill Griffith, but then he's also trying to save um, Casca the entire time because she's just this like damsel in distress kind of. She's like right. she's four years old mentally, like she's a right. fucking kid, and. Um, so, like, in order to save her, she gets nabbed by this fucking hierarchy of, like, just Christian extremists. But all the meanwhile, like, they're just taking over this town, right? Like, Templar-style colonization, like, full route. All the meanwhile, in the back end of this shit, in the caves, the fucking rebels are having massive satanic orgies. What? In, like, the fucking pits and flames and shit. And, like, you get this sexual imagery that's also, like, horrifying at the same time. This guy pretty much goes in there thinking, like, oh, my God, what a good time. Like, right. I get to just fuck bitches and then like he goes in and like he starts having sex and like as he's having sex like the the imagery like slowly morphs from like this beautiful woman that he's like fucking to this like the thing becomes this like dreadful fever dream slash hallucination that just it's not even demonic imagery it's just like it's off-putting to the core just of like faces being morphed like you get that like, like he, you see this image of him being naked and he's having sex with her, but then she starts disappearing and he's just in this cocoon of flesh. Like it's, it's so eerie. What the fuck? It's amazing shit though. Like amazing shit. And that's <laughs> Alex's face. Yeah. Yes. Whatever you like. Whatever I'm telling you, you it's, it's brilliant comic work. Yeah, dude, that guy is fucking good. I highly recommend it. Go online and read that shit, because you'll be, like, astonished at what there is. I know, dude. There's just so much good content. I like the Alien comic. The Alien comic? There's an Alien comic? Yeah. Really? And the art style is so awesomely colorful. Oh, it's colored? Yeah. And it's amazing. The colors are so good on it. Wow. I have it. Oh, really? Oh, I might not have it anymore. Not you can probably find it online. Yeah, I'm gonna find that shit online. I want yeah, a fucking cool. alien comic to read. Yeah, it sounds dope. Yeah. <sighs> Two hours and eleven minutes. All right. Yeah, we can wrap it up, man. We can wrap it up. Yeah. Alex Payne, thank you for joining us. Oh no, no problem. On our um, misadventures here. Yeah, I just met met you guys and appreciate you guys inviting me. And yeah, we actually just met this guy on the street and we yeah. were like, hey, hey you. You wanna do a podcast? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. You know, but uh, I'm in. He's learning a lot today. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Anime is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know Japan was a country, but. Yeah. Thank you for talking about uh, Exodus with us, by the way. Oh, no problem, man. You, you I'm in love with that game spend right now. It's $60 now. It's not? Yeah, it is. It's $49.99. <laughs> He's got a coupon for you, bro. No, it's oh you're you're on console. Yeah. They moved it to the Epic launcher and they gave us ten bucks off. What? Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, it's it is so amazing. Well, there you go, guys. Get that game. And um uh, Fuck. Yeah, don't forget to give us five stars on iTunes. And uh yeah. Fuck, dude, forty nine? You guys can PayPal me. Fuck it. Bullshit. Forty nine dollars. 